Hello, I'm Zachariah. And I'm Eddie. And, and we, we have never seen Indiana Jones and, and the Temple of Doom. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Fine, I'll Watch It. As always, my name is Adam. I'm Bridget. And I'm Johnny. And this is the podcast where we show somebody, anybody, sometimes multiple people, a film they have never seen before that they absolutely should have seen by now. As you heard up top, we are joined once again by both Zachariah and Eddie. Uh, they were both here together just a few weeks ago to see Raiders of the Lost Ark for the very first time. So we are continuing that trend and showing them Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom from 1984. So gentlemen, welcome back. Thanks for having us. Thank you. So you guys were obviously here together uh, to watch and partake in this Indiana Jones adventure that we've been going on. After a couple weeks now, how are you guys feeling about that first movie? You both seem to come away liking it at the very least. There were some nitpicks. There were some things you didn't like. I remember, Zach, you wanted more of the historical element to it, uh, and Eddie wanted way less snakes. So how are you guys feeling a couple <laughs> weeks on uh, from having watched that for the very first time? Uh, I, I got over the snake, so I, I came back for more. You more slept well that night. From I what slept we well that night, yes. Okay. Yes, I survived. Um, and yeah, like you said, overall I enjoyed the film, and uh, I'm back for more punishments. So. Cool. Zach? It was definitely fun, not boring, and I had a few nitpicky things. One major thing, I didn't like the special effects at the end, but none of it was enough to take away from the fact that it's a fun adventure movie. So... Okay. Still a thumbs up. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously on that last episode, we talked about Spielberg and we talked about what you guys kind of know. Do you know anything about this one going in? Have you heard any of either the different characters or the different plot details? Anything that you guys know about this? Or you're still just as cold as you were a couple weeks ago? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just as cold. I know nothing that would differentiate this movie between anything else in the in the trilogy of the series. Okay. Yeah. Is there a young man who hails from Asia <laughs> who assists the... The archaeologist? That's that's certainly possible. Okay. Because I've heard it quoted. Oh, okay. By none other than Johnny Manning. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, well, we'll throw it to you then, Johnny, since you apparently quoted this all throughout uh, your childhood with Zach over here. How do you feel about Temple of Doom? Um, I won't get into criticisms or anything of that nature now. I will mm -hmm. say it's the first one that I watched out of all three. Mm -hmm. um, it was one that I watched a lot until... I watched the first one, and then I watched the third one, or maybe the third one, then the first one. It was some sort of backwards-ass order. Mm -hmm. I did the same shit with Star Wars. I think I watched Empire first, and then Jedi, and then my parents were like, you know, there's another one. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, TV so, doesn't care what or what other movies you've seen. It just throws one of them on. and Yeah, it's just stimulation when you're a kid, but yeah. I mean, it's just because you're so preoccupied with the action and the stuff that's going on. Yeah, this obviously will hold a special place in my heart. It's more nostalgia than I think that anything I've watched just a number of times as an adult um, and have enjoyed it. But I will say that I have lesser um, enthusiasm mm -hmm. than I did as a kid for it. But I don't quite understand the hate for it if you are a fan of Indiana Jones. Wow, there's hate? 
I mean, there's uh, going to be hate in any kind of yeah. fandom with this many movies. There's always going to be people who say there's only three or... Uh, you know. All right. So, like, hate's a strong word, whatever, yeah. but, like, strongly dislike, yes. skip, or yeah. just... It's the most nitpicked, I would say. I would say this is the Return of the Jedi of the Indiana Jones trilogy. I, but there, there are days where I think Return of the Jedi is the best out of the three. So, yeah. like, I don't... It's It's... It, it has some think, Ewoky yeah. elements, though, that I think people are like, I don't know, but yeah. there are parts of it that I think hold up really well. Yeah, and I think we talked about this a little bit on the last one, too, is that one and three feel more cohesive. They feel more connected. So, therefore, people tend to, I think, agree that those are the pedestal of which the series sits. Yeah. Whereas this one and then Crystal Skull are also ones that people are just, they're divisive. They're not on the pedestal, so therefore they have the potential to be lesser Right. Liked. I think one and three go into one corner of the world that's weird, and then this one goes into a complete other one. Mm-hmm. So that's where it seems like a little bit of a, whoa, like, why, what, what are they tackling now? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think originally it would have been like, oh, cool, that's awesome, but in the scheme of things, once three came out, it's like, oh, maybe they should have just stuck with that corner of weird mm-hmm. i'll just stay i'll leave it at that but i think in my opinion it's a nice diversion this particular chapter do you think it's similar i'm gonna squeeze in some horror here yeah um do you think it's similar to where halloween they had halloween one and halloween two and for halloween three they get rid of michael myers and they're like we got this great thing going we can take you different places and people didn't like it and they're like okay back to michael myers i mean that's Radical. That was a radical shift for the series. Here, at least, you have Indiana Jones. You have Harrison Ford's Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. It's, it's you. You very. It's the same tones, the same themes. It's just a completely different setting, completely different weird. And there are a couple of characters in this that might drive you insane. That's all I'll say. But mm-hmm. and I think that might be a thing that pushes people away from wanting to watch it. Some people find it funny because I think it's a – I don't want to get too much into it, but there are a couple of things that immediately people think of and they're like, oh, no, I don't want to watch that that chapter of Indiana Jones because of this particular person or dialogue or whatever. But all the things you loved about Indiana Jones, archaeologists, all that other stuff is very much there. His character's not changed at all in this one. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Bridget, how do you feel about it? It's – I have a soft spot for this movie. There are some things about it that I don't like. And as I've gotten older, I like even less. But it's still an Indiana Jones movie. Yes. And I'm still going to always... There's always going to be a part of me that was like, I carried this movie around everywhere. Mm -hmm. I wanted people to watch it kind of thing. One note on that. My mother did find this tape and she said, no, you cannot have this one for a brief period. And I had to go like Indiana Jones on a hunt for it and find it and put it back in the backpack. Now, when you did that, did you have the jacket on and a little hat and you were just little Bridget Anna Jones? Practically. (laughs) That's great. Did you lasso it off the mantle? (laughs) Blowing dust off it in the attic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Taking other tapes and sliding them out of the jacket so that way way she thinks that she still has control of it. Yeah. I think I might have actually done that, so I don't, like, that VHS I don't have the jacket for, because I must have, like... Swapped it out? Yeah. Here's your wedding video. (laughs) (laughs) Idiot. (laughs) Equally as scary. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Writing uh... for different reasons. (laughs) 
Uh, to your point, uh, Bridget, yes, I, this is easily the darkest chapter out mm-hmm. of the three. Yep. And yes, there are still only three. Um, but... Until the show gets to that until point. Until the show gets to that point, what? and I'll just have to... Oh, yeah, you're going to have to watch it. Um, but, yeah, it, again, it is a diversion. It's tone... I said, like, the tones are pretty much the same, but some of the things are a little darker. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we'll get into sort of the whole discussion of... The first movie being rated PG-13 and all that stuff, I think, later on. And you guys will see why some of that exists. But, yeah, I'm excited to see you guys' reactions. I'm I'm weary because Raiders is such an amazing movie from front to back. And it is regard, highly regarded as, like, one of the best. But with Crusaders kind of being, like, a, you know, a close second. But this is, again, a very controversial entry in the, uh, in the series. Now, was it that this movie was ill-received at the when it came out, or just that it hasn't aged quite as well? A little of both, or...? I mean, it I didn't think... torpedo the franchise. So, like, right. it, it's not like right. everyone hated it, and they were like, all right, well, I guess we're yeah. just done making Indiana Jones movies. Uh, so, like, clearly it did yeah. well. I don't yeah, know yeah. what the box office numbers were, yeah. but it did well enough to where they're like, all right, we're going to make another one. All right. Yeah, I think even on, like, the back of the box, I think I was just... It was like the blockbuster smash or something to that or whatever it's just you know they have this language that seems to insinuate that it's did very well which mm-hmm. again if it was as if, if everyone walked away from the first one saying that was a banger they're gonna line up for the second one true. yeah true. you'd get um, enough box office yeah. draw on the name indiana jones at the time because of how well people liked raiders right gotcha and i think very much like star wars and you know whatever some other movies you sort of get swept up into it, and some of the things may you will forgive this movie for because it still has the same things you fell in love with in Angels in the Beginning, like the the music and the action. The action is very good in this, mm-hmm. arguably. The setting is really interesting, I think, but some of the stuff that takes place within it is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited for you guys. It's going to be a fun one. I'm excited to sort of compare and contrast it mm-hmm. between the first one, especially, you know, coming into this, you know, blind, deaf, and dumb, if you will, so. Yeah. Nice. Now, do you do you guys have any expectations as to what you want from it? I know Johnny kind of mentioned that a lot of the same motifs are kind of there, but it differs in various ways. Is there anything specifically that you want to get out of this other than less snakes? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess what I'm wondering is, so, again, going into the first one as, as well, very cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know anything about sort of that ending with the quote-unquote supernatural element to it, so I'm wondering if we're going to see any more of that in this film as well. Okay. Zach, any expectations for you? I am intrigued by the fact that you're saying it's a different kind of weird, it's darker, not so intrigued about characters I won't like. But that, I mean, um, that's the, the chance with any movie that you watch is that there's going to be someone that is either prevalent that you don't like or that shows up every now and again and you're just like, God, every time they're on screen, I hate them. Like, that's that's the risk you run with any kind of movie. Yeah. Um, but it's it can still be divisive in that sense because there will be some people who love the characters that Johnny might be hinting towards that you might not like. There are definitely people that are fans of all of the characters in this movie and they hold this one in yeah, high regard it's just like, the same it's, it's way. It's very that... much like a lot of movies where they put, you know, like people who are completely different types of people in the same room together and they bounce each other off. Mm-hmm. Sometimes uh, you're just going to like one over the other. In in this case, it's played for laughs and in some cases with people watching this, oh. it's it's like nails on a chalkboard. Yeah. Yeah. So again, it's, uh, I really think you guys are going to enjoy this 
you're not going to hate it, but we'll see how you it fares mm. at the end of it. I don't think you're going to hate it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm interested now. Nice. I'm I'm interested as well. I don't watch this one regularly. Yeah. This is the one that I skip. I think I mentioned that on the uh, the last show where I just I like the the characters and the story of one and three more so than this one. So I've yeah. probably only seen this like once or twice. And every time like I'm in that Indiana Jones mode, it's just one and three. So like I remember some of the big beats of it and some of the like more stark imagery, but it's not. Like, I couldn't tell you the beat-for-beat beat moments of this the way I could Raiders or Last Crusade, because it just doesn't get the same kind of play for me. So I'm interested to see how this holds up from whenever I would have watched it last, probably yeah. five, ten years ago. And I think it's one important thing to note that we haven't talked about yet is last week we watched Raiders on a Blu-ray. Yes. This week we are watching it on a VHS cassette. Yes. Um, we have switched and, things up per Eddie's request. Correct. I, I'm excited about that. So yeah. we are we're take we're jumping a couple of formats back. Um, so it is going to be in its four three ratio. It mm-hmm. wasn't shot in that ratio, but it's the the ratio that it was. You whenever you see it, it's, this film was formatted to fit your screen back in the day. Uh, mm-hmm. This is what that is because all screens back then were squarish four three. So that's what we're going to be looking at today. So yes, there is some information or imagery that you'll be missing on the sides, which. It is what it is, but this is how me and Bridget and arguably, I think Adam watched it. Maybe no. not Adam, but no, I probably would have seen it on DVD. Me and Bridget. And I think it fits in that mold well because it's just when people think of like, you know, VHS and collecting, it's like this is probably everyone's collection. Yeah. Uh, definitely the whole series, but I mean, like, when I think of something like this, it's like, okay, this is kind of like a fun, silly one we can do on VHS. Mm-hmm. So. I should go back and try to, like, rip a copy of Crystal Skull and, like, tape it to a VHS just so I can have... Oh, yeah, I'm sure people... <laughs> just have a box set. People boot, like, VHS Maybe. like that all the time. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, so it will be interesting. I did... I didn't test the tape the whole way through, so just be mindful that it could crap out three quarters of the way through the movie. But we do have the Blu-ray on standby, yes, should that be the case. Um, so you won't have... There won't be a big cliffhanger where you don't know how the movie ends. <laughs> We're going to try to... Uh, stop it from doing that but we are it is a widescreen tv i wasn't able to go find a crt or Aww. tube tv unfortunately um but it, I, the sound plays the video plays it plays through the surround sound still kind Ooh. of so we'll see, <laughs> see how that you know goes. and if it does fail we could just have bridget and johnny act out the remaining scenes yeah <laughs> i know i know every beat of this movie yeah. so it's it's quite feasible for yeah. that to be They'll sweet it for us yeah mm-hmm. Nice. Well, anything else that you guys want to touch on? I know there's not as much ground that we have to cover since we have we did that basically in the last one. So if you guys haven't listened to our Raiders episode, definitely go back and listen to that for some of these guys' thoughts on Spielberg and and everything like that. But, uh, Johnny, anything else that you want to convey to these gentlemen before we... Uh... No, I think I, I've said everything I wanted to say for it. Just excited, as always, for another Indiana Jones movie. Bridget? I'm good. All right. Ready to see it. As the Lord intended. Yeah. In 4-3 yes. on VHS. <laughs> Glorious, tracking, little blurry, <laughs> not sharp at all, VHS. All right. Well, then, Eddie, Zach, what do you have to say for yourselves? Fine. Fine. I'll watch it.
All right, we are back. We have just finished watching the second film in this Indiana Jones quadrilogy from 1984, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Eddie, Zach, you gentlemen were on the hot seat, so I want to know, Eddie, Zach, how are you both feeling? I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was good. Definitely, I can see why... You guys view it as a, a much different flick than the first one. Mm -hmm. I fully agree with that. It has a very different vibe uh, that's much different from the first one. The darker tones that you were uh, hinting at earlier, um, I definitely subscribe to that. So you enjoyed the darker elements of it, or you just understand what I, you were I saying? I understand why it's it's looked at sort of through a different lens. Okay. Um, it definitely had its own unique vibe from the first one. Uh, I'll definitely agree with that. Okay. Zach, what about you? I think there were a lot of fun moments. It was entertaining. It was another adventure. I really liked the, the Goonies-type aspect of, you know, going subterranean and all the, the, the great engineering feats. I the, love the engineering. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I, I'm thinking that having it all take place in that one setting, like pretty much all underground... I guess it is the Temple of Doom, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. But uh, I think that might rub a lot of people the wrong way because it's like, oh, we haven't seen daylight in so long. It's all in this underground place, mm -hmm. you know. But um, yeah, there were a lot, of, a lot of fun things about it. Okay. And there, w I don't think there were stupid special effects in this one. Yeah, no, not really. I mean, there was sort of the uh, there was definitely still had that super uh, natural element. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. You know, like that scene where he he rips the heart out and <laughs> that was the good. person's still alive and like it, it closes itself yeah. back up again. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. one of the fun moments. You get a little bit of it with the like swirling whirlpool of death. Oh uh, yeah, the yeah. Lava that pool. gives yeah. kind of the same vibe as the swirling light of death from the end yeah. of Raiders. Yeah, true. Um, so you definitely get the same kind of vibe from that, but it, it's definitely not as cheesy as as that effect was uh bridget what about you how are you feeling after this this watch through great okay <laughs> great. okay johnny what about you um yeah it's 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 every bit as i've loved over the years it's again like i think i was saying before that as an adult you do sort of see the things like hurting three feet above lava and it just you gotta sort of suspend that stupid shit because mm -hmm. you are watching yep. scenes that happen and transpire afterwards that also live in a world that would never happen here. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, still very much enjoyed it. Yes, it's a it's a darker chapter. It's a diversion from uh, from where we are usually with um, globe trotting and things of that nature. But yeah, overall, it has all the things I think you love in an Indiana Jones movie. How about you, Adam? I just don't like it. Like it's, <laughs> it's not it's not the thing that I love about Indiana Jones, which is the globetrotting, the fun, the adventure yeah. part of it. The puzzle. The puzzle, yeah, like it, a lot of, a lot of that stuff is just that's the cool thing about Indiana Jones for me, and this just doesn't have that. Like it does still have his suaveness, like the character isn't different. But the movie that he's acting in is very, very different. And it's just, I just don't dig it the same way. And the woman is insufferable. Yeah, she is. She does suck. But I did leave with a lot more sympathy for her, this viewing. Because mm -hmm. I put myself, I'm like, I would be worse if I were put in her shoes. Like, I would be screaming more. I would be crying more. And Indian Short Round would have been crushed. Because I just would have... Bug room, goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> it was nice to know you. I'm out of here. Say hi to Kali. That's for a good me. point. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. 
Yeah, because when that scene came up, you were like, this is my snakes. This, <laughs> this is, is my snakes. Right. This is my room of snakes. This is the thing I don't like. This mm-hmm. is my cringe moment. Uh, but yeah, she's just, I don't know. I, I don't want her there. <laughs> she's just, the whole beginning part is just like, oh, God, please. <laughs> Can we cut away from her? Like, I know a lot of people don't like Short Round, but I think he's fine. I don't think that he's, you know, at all bothersome or anything like that, but she just... Yeah, I've never been the one to sort of why people don't like Short Round. I obviously understand why people don't like mm-hmm. her, but I also understand that her, it's absolutely intended for her to be over the top and ridiculous yeah. against sort of Indiana Jones trying to do his fucking job, trying to, like, save the village, and she's just screaming at everything. Yeah. She's the but, damsel in distress. But she just is not an outdoor girl at all. No. She's, like, not even going out in her own backyard in Missouri or whatever the hell. <laughs> and she's in India, like, battling bats and lizards and... Like the whole that whole scene to her just like mm-hmm. screaming it's at every so animal in the jungle is it's almost like a make or break it like moment for I think for a lot of people it's like you either find that stuff funny and then you'll find it later on to be funny too because she is sort of react like it's a total fish out of water thing for mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is she doesn't really get any redeeming moments until at the end of essentially the mind chase and. At the beginning when she sings pretty and looks good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when she's like finally proved to be useful and stuff. Well, the bugs you brought up, that was major. That's true. She does pull through on the bugs. She pulls through on the bugs. But what's more insufferable is her 80s perm <laughs> in 1935 India. I think I couldn't stop thinking oh, about that, it. Oh, it just like, it <laughs> stays especially together. Especially with the humidity in India. Yeah. 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 What is going <laughs> it on? It would have been so cool with the, the humidity. Perm now and then blow out the next scene. I call shenanigans. You're falling in water. That's not holding. Yeah, no, there's right. a lot of inaccuracies in this movie, but this is the one that's personally bothering me. I never really thought about the hair, but that's such a thing. Yeah. Well, maybe wow. at the palace, they're taking good care of her. Yeah, I mean, they, she definitely got a couple wardrobe changes at the palace that mm. definitely glammed her up a bit. So I'm sure there's somebody there doing her hair, but it's all the scenes before and after that that mm-hmm. make no sense. Yes, is the is the palace wired for electricity? They're like plugging in a hair dryer, like yeah. blowing her hair out. No, they just no, got they special because they, they have the ceiling fans. That's, That's true. true. That's, That's true. true. Incredibly right. powerful. Yeah. To lift yeah. a man. It's <laughs> so strong, yeah. Or they just got specialty bitch. bugs that just go in there and twist the hair up and <laughs> oh, get it all taken oh, care of. Nightmare. Why are your legs so long and your body... Your legs are too skinny and your body's too fat. I don't like that. Are you body shaming the bugs? Yeah. I am. <laughs> well, that I one am. scene where the bug is in her hand and just like the bug is just waving its arms <laughs> at her. And you're just like, no, put those arms down. <laughs> I don't want to see those arms. Get, don't wave at me. Get don't acknowledge out of here. me. You have a tiny mouth and you make loud noises. I don't. What are you doing that with? No. So Bridget's like, I don't want no bug. I don't, a bug is a guy. Can't get no love from me. <laughs> Standing on my hand and waving your arms. <laughs> Trying to holler at me. Trying to frighten me. Mm-hmm. And it's working. While I can see why, uh, you know, people have the disdain for those char- for both those characters mm-hmm. you mentioned, neither really distracted too much for me from the movie itself. I wasn't too turned off by either her or uh, Short Round there. Okay. That's good. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where it's either you're on board or you're not. And that your mileage of the may vary on whether or not you enjoy the movie. True. I just, as a result, I just bought into the fact that she was sort of the like the token damsel in distress, yeah. like you know, out of her element sort Diva. of thing. Yeah, I think for me it was always just uh, Marion is so much better 
in terms of a character. Yeah. And that's why when you come to this one, you're like, oh, we're downgrading severely from yes. mm-hmm. an interesting character. They have a backstory. Their interplay makes sense. And then here it's just like... Who are you? Why are you here? Yeah. Well, she was a badass chick, the first one. She's like Tomb Raider. And here we get, you know, uh... Well, yeah, she's trying to really... guys under the yeah. table. She's fist fighting people. It's a completely yeah. different woman. But, yeah. but you know, I'm... It's Tomb Raider versus Princess Peach. Like, that's essentially what, yeah, we're, yeah. That's... what yeah. we're dealing with yeah. here. I'm with Eddie, though. Neither character bothers me too much. Uh, and like Bridget said, if you put yourself in her shoes, it's like a lot of people... A lot of manly men would be like, fuck this shit. I'm out of here. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Myself included, of course. The man yeah. is to <laughs> Just say I'm out of here. I'm not fighting these strange people. Mm-hmm. I, I think another strike against her is the chemistry doesn't feel as good. Yeah, it's, 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 the, the chemistry is yeah. not great. Yeah. In a couple of scenes, I think it does. I think the whether or not he stays in the bedroom scene, I mm. can feel... The te- like the sexual tension or the nocturnal yeah. activity <laughs> tension. Yeah. There's there's sexual tension, but there's not any like romantic sort of like. No. no, and it's yeah, it's a they're both flexing on one another. Mm-hmm. Like I can, I will make this happen. Yeah, and it's when they're both the pursuer, and when they realize that they're both the hunter, and neither wants to be the prey. That's when it kind of ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's the only scene where mm-hmm. I where I buy it. Yeah. But, I mean, she's the first character that we're really introduced to in this movie. What did you guys think of the actual start of the movie with the big song and dance routine and the big splash of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, which is weird that it's behind her and you don't even see, like, the full title of the movie. It's a little bizarre, but yeah. yeah. What did you guys think of, like, the opening credits and that opening song and dance Guy number? with the gong is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought it... it, it seemed reminiscent almost of that uh the scene in the last movie sort of when they're in nepal or tibet or whatever it was mm-hmm. i sort of got that sort of same vibe that sort of shoot out there in the um you know in the dining room or the dance floor or whatever it was right. exactly it, it gave me that sort of similar vibe what do you think about like the sort of like james bond type of dinner it was with the, very, with the lazy susan yeah the way when he walks up in like the white suit with the bow tie it was very bond-esque yeah yeah mm-hmm. How do you make the mistake with drinking the drink? Yeah, I thought there was going to be a twist there because I, I I found it, I don't know, when he first, it seemed like there was a scene where he first picks up the drink and he's almost like suspicious of it or he thinks better of it and puts it down and then like they cut back to him and he's like sucking it down. Not there initially during the... The first twist. The first and then twist. it's there in the yeah. second. It comes around, it's not there when they give him the bag of coins and he's like, I need the diamond. And then when they put the diamond down, then the drink has appeared. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right, like he's kind of recklessly celebrating at that point. Like mm-hmm. he's just like he yeah. feels like he's on the he's the better end of the deal. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna drink to this and not even thinking like what where that drink originated from. I think it's just it's obviously a mistake on his part, but it just it's it's not played for you to be like what a dumbass. Like why what what was he thinking? I think he's just in the middle of the moment. Like I got this deal, and then all of a sudden it goes sour. Yeah, yeah. But you can't trust it. anybody no? in the world of indie. No. He can't. He hasn't learned that yet. No, he hasn't no. quite learned that yet. Yeah, because this is technically a prequel to the It event, is a prequel. So. Yeah. This is 1935. Oh, that's true. Okay. The other ones, we I think, are on the cusp of World War II. Two. Yeah. 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 And All right. The I didn't one. think of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's no real, like, they don't reference anything, or he's not like, and then after this, I'm going to find that idol in the in the jungle. Like, there's no right. setup to tell right. you that it is. All you have is, 
I think that one snippet across the bottom that just says Shanghai yeah. 1935. Yeah. And so like if you don't remember what year Raiders took place in, then you you would have no no way of I knew knowing. it was in the 40s. No, it's in the 30s still. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, late 30s. Well, yeah, because I mean, World War II hasn't technically started yet. Yeah, okay. the Raiders. Raiders right before. Yeah, yeah. See, I don't even remember what year it was. <laughs> Without getting spoilers, I'm not even sure on the third one that they even reference back too much to even. I definitely not this one, but the first one. No. Yeah. So again, they're they're meant to be like serials, like like they're not almost anthologies of this character. They're yeah. Not, there's not supposed to be some sort of. Continuity. Later on, when they come out with this fourth type of movie, I'll slowly start (laughs) recognizing that it exists. They start doing a little tongue-in-cheek references to shit from prior movies. Yeah, but that's... I think that's just a different era choice, because they didn't need to have this, like, interconnected Indiana Jones cinematic universe... Back then, it was just three movies. Right. That all but had now, the same but like, again, without getting too far ahead into like the fourth one, they're trying to also appease an old audience and get a new one. So yeah. they're trying to be like, oh, remember this? And then like the new people are like, hey, Dad, what was that? You know, it's, yeah, exactly. It's uh, the nostalgia versus right. the present. <laughs> right. So, do we have room for a question? Absolutely. Of Is there any backstory or explanation for the his little sidekick? He just seems to appear. There, there is. He, 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 he says He it. mentions it, yeah. Yeah, he found he him. He, he was an orphan. His, yeah. his parents were killed. He saw him. Uh, on, he was living on the streets, and he tried to pickpocket Indy, and Indy caught him pickpocketing. It was like, no, no, no. Like, I'm going to turn your life around. Well, she's, yeah. like, hanging wow. up her blouse to dry and, like, battling bass and shit, and they're playing poker. Oh, it's, it's like, during on. that okay. exchange, yeah. Mm-hmm. The explanation comes later. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, she even says, like, what's the deal with the little bodyguard or something to yes. that effect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then he's not there for the Nazi movie? Mm-mm. No. 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 I, mean, I mean, listen, it, it, even even beforehand, <laughs> like, early on in the, beginning, in the beginning scene, you have that one guy who was, like, helping him out. He gets shot, and he's, like, even saying, Indy, talking, this guy's been on many adventures with him. Like, people come and go in Indiana yeah. Jones' life, yeah. and they're on adventures, and then they kind of just... <laughs> Sorry, Zach looks so concerned. Well, it's orphaned child. Saying, people is, come and go in Indiana yeah, Jones' this life. Poor, this poor orphaned child that he took under his wing, they've been through so much together, and it's like, you're not going to make the next movie, kid. Well, I think it's a matter of like... <laughs> it's the matter, he can't bring him yeah. home to the United States because he's just an orphaned... I mean, it's 1936. He can't be like, come back with me to my university and live with me forever. It's not that kind of scenario. I, I like to pretend he did, maybe. Or he went to Missouri with Willie. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Went to the top of the arch. Yeah. Also, the movies in real are shot between, like four or five years apart. So the kid would have been like three years old like in the first filming. There's no point to even have him in it. Yeah. True. It would, yeah, it wouldn't make sense to tell that. Be like, oh, this guy, don't worry. This we, three-year-old Asian kid going on eventually. Yeah, you'll see his origin that. story where right. he's two years older. <laughs> Sorry to burst your bubble, Zach. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to acknowledge as well, there's some great Looney Tunes style casualties in the opening scene, mm-hmm. starting oh, yeah. with the skewer through the chest. Oh, I didn't oh, like good. that. It, like, I remembered it was coming and I had to cover my mouth. I was smiling so much. <laughs> I knew it was going to happen. I was so excited. And the... Tommy gun gong, like roll 
roll protection. Yeah, right. yeah. Even the whole the the, the antidote and the diamond Kicking going back all and forth, the all yeah. the place. Yeah. That was you know it was a lot of fun and silly, but yeah, very also Looney Tunes esque. There's an awful lot of focus on that diamond for something that plays absolutely no part in any of the rest of the movie. Right, right. It just like, disappears after that scene. It, well, I mean, it just shows it's it shows it's hammering home her motivations and where her head's at. Like it's just like she just cares about the luxuries of life and yeah. Oh yeah, every so time hammered. diamond even comes diamond, up, she's just like what? Diamonds? Yeah, and like right. yeah, in a temple of doom, yeah. you know, fifty stories below the the palace, she's thinking about diamonds. Yeah. Um, but I guess yeah. that's where you might find diamonds. Yeah, but. Yeah, the great sequence, and then, you know, we fall into Short Round's car. We just got the blocks on the feet and everything. And I like that. We get a cool little uh, chase through, uh, where are they again? Yeah, no, Shanghai. 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 Yeah, right, yeah, it's right. another car chase scene there. Yeah. yeah. A little different from the uh, the one in the last movie, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep, no one goes under, I don't think. No. But, uh, we do get someone on a, uh, this poor guy, uh, I don't know what you would even call it, who's pulling the car. Oh, the rickshaw? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was good. He, he just little, runs him over. He gets but... a little high. He gets thrown into the uh, the produce. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get the, like one of the most ridiculous sequences in the movie, which is like the whole plane sequence where oh my lord, it's out of control. It's out, out of control. It's too. It's too, it's too zany. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the raft falling. The from raft the plane. is so good. The minute you see the raft, it's like you have two different. You have one reaction, or you have a different reaction. Yeah, I, I love the raft come falling from the pl- falling from the plane. And when they land, what, like in the snow, they're going down the banks of the mountain, and mm-hmm. they land in the river. Yeah, that was great. It's all good stuff to That me. was all good, yeah. What do you think about that shit, Zach? Yeah, they're asking you, they're asking a lot as far as suspending, <laughs> <Are they laughs> suspending your disbelief. However, it's to great effect. It's it's such comedic gold. Um, it is great. Every impact that the, that the raft had, I like holler out in laughter. Well, yeah, because you like, it just... Uh, like when, when it hits the snow... When it hits the water, and they're all just like holding on, like "Let's go," you know. <laughs> yeah, there's no handles. There's no yeah. right, nothing to steer with. It's just they're just going down. But they avoid every tree. Absolutely. Yeah. It's quite the ski resort out there in the uh, the Himalayas or wherever they are. <laughs> that was fun though. It's like what's the um? It's like a Muppet skit where he goes flying through multiple walls. Oh, right, sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where it's just like every time you're like, okay, well, they've made it. They've made it through that perilous thing. Oh, wait, another perilous thing. Right. Yeah. Okay, they've made it through that one. All right, now they're falling off the cliff. <laughs> yep. I like that it's fall, like they end up in a river, so it's like they're in a boat already. Right, it's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And they come resting just exactly at the entrance to the the one encampment of the one village where they need the right. help of a of a man who well, fell from the sky. Well, they prayed for him. He yeah. fell from the sky. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Shiva brought him. Yeah. So this is where we get the setup for the story. What did you guys think of the village? What did you think of the introduction of the this? Lore. Yeah, yeah, this lore and this adventure that we're going to go on. Because last time we get the academic explanation yes. of this is the arc, this is the history of it, and this one is just like it was stolen. We prayed for help. Now evil's coming because we don't have it. What are you going to do about it? Right. So I like I, I like the way you framed the question too, Adam, because I, I think I enjoyed the first movie, the, the Raiders setup more, mm-hmm. that more academic sort of setup than this one. But this is sort of what started leading me down that path of where you were mentioning sort of these darker tones. And they're like, these people came and kidnapped all the kids mm-hmm. and now we're famished and it's all just in ruins. And you can sort of see that setup coming along. But yeah, I like the way the first movie sort of introduced the, the folklore 
and what's going on there. I wasn't crazy about this, but I mean, it, it got the job done. It was more just, you know, it had to convey the plot and sort of keep it moving. And, and so it did that, but I, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's cause it's, this is like wholly foreign to you. Whereas like the Ark and the Bible and Nazis and all that other stuff. Yeah. Is, you have like a general, okay, I, I recognize this. I recognize that. So it just, it feels more familiar to you True. and you can follow it. And here it's kind of like all new to you. So you're kind of really learning what's happened to these people and sort of what are behind these stones, the power behind them. And again, you get some of that with the arc story, but you are a little more familiar with what's going on. So right. you, get, you got to pay a little more attention here. Yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head with that, Johnny, because it's definitely sort of, you know, I think most people have a general background, at least, of the, the Ark of the Covenant and that whole thing. So you're already sort of predisposed to that. Even just the Ten Commandments. Even if you don't know that the exactly. Ten Commandments are held inside of the Ark of the Covenant, you know the Ten Commandments. You've heard of it yeah. before. So like when you, when you're sitting around those guys, these academics, and they're talking about it, you feel relatively smart or that maybe you belong a little bit in the room because you could follow these guys. They're not completely talking statistics or, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. yeah, cause this, quantum this, physics. Right. Cause this, this sort of storyline just, it, 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 it felt a little bit more forced to me. Like, Hey, we got to get him to the temple and he's got to save the village somehow. So yeah. mm-hmm. here's the script. I mean, I think I know the answer to this question, but that's not a real legend, is it? The legend of these five stones? And... Um, no. I don't know Hindi lore. Like, I don't know. Well, so I like, feel like we have to touch on this that nothing about the way that india or like the indian people that is portrayed in this movie is really accurate or or good um that would be more than the frightening violence the heart ripping the alligators eating people and rolling around that is what would concern me with sharing this with like a young person today Mm -hmm. but there's you know the way that Kali in particular as a figure in Hinduism is talked about is wrong and inaccurate. As far as the stones go, I'm not sure. I wasn't able to do a research dive before this, but I'm going to just say I wouldn't take anything no. in this movie with anything but a, a, giant a, jar a giant, of salt. An enormous <laughs> shaker of salt yeah. kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Cuz I wasn't sure if maybe there is a story of five stones that granted power and they were given to different mm-hmm. gods or different heads of villages or something like that could be a thing. Mm-hmm. But obviously the version that we get here, it would it's in no way be close. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. It's hyped. It's made for the blockbuster aspect right. of the movie. And I'm wondering if that has something to do with people's opinions of these movies, because the, the arc is based on something legit. Mm. And the crystal skulls are also based on something something legit. And then this one is based on, like, what? There's some stones. Yeah. So. Again, I think another reason why some people write this one off and don't visit as much, because it's, it's the most fantastical entry out of all of them, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what? four, but. And more change what? of scenery. With- <laughs> <laughs> um, right. It's just, again... Getting into the other ones without getting anything, you start going over more familiar familiar territory. Mm-hmm. Well, this, more more historical references. Yeah, and this does feel much more removed. This is much more fantastical, um, and spookier. It's just spookier right off yeah. the jump. 
with Raiders, the powers of the Ark are only hinted at, and then you get the spooky score every once in a while, but you don't get any real glimpse of its power until right at the end, or when the rat is spinning. Whereas right before you walk into the temple, you see all the hearts and the body parts and the blood on the altars, so you know that it's going to be... A lot more sinister. Spooky Mm, scary. Yeah. Not just, you know, action-adventure, thrill-scary. Because, yeah, this is very much a B-movie, and I think what was great about the other Nana Jones movies is they live, like, a little bit outside of that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They're not really B-movie. Like, Raiders is, like, an excellent action movie, adventure movie, um, and elevates sort of its maybe B trappings, if you will, mm-hmm. where this sort of falls into those, I think. Yeah, becomes, especially in that middle section where yeah. the sacrifices are happening and... Yeah. And all of that. but So we get the explanation of the lore and of what we're going after to to have Indiana Jones help these people. We get the, you know, the elephant bits where she can't get on the elephant and, well, you know, they're... <laughs> Adam's like, I, mean, I don't even want to talk about these parts. Yeah. Her and the elephant. I mean, it's... It was comic relief. Yeah. yeah. Some of the stuff is fun. The, the perfume is funny where she's dumping perfume and he's spraying her back and all of you yeah. falling off or whatever. Um, but then we get to the scene where you, you get the explanation of who Short Round is. You get some of the, the comical elements with her going to hang up her next garment and she's just holding a bat. What did you guys think of that that comic relief section there? Again, I, I, I didn't mind it. I got, I got a kick out of it. Definitely, <laughs> you know, got a chuckle or two. So over the top that it was uh, really comical. It's like a miniature jungle book. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I like that there's like an owl... It's a bit of a curveball, right? Yeah, it's like it's like, like the she, bat and like the Gila monster, and then it's like a yeah, barn owl. Like, turn the yeah. corner, there's a Labrador retriever, a lobster. Yeah. <laughs> a lobster. <laughs> um, I, what I like about that too is the the conversation that Short Round and Indy are having about who's cheating mm-hmm. and all oh, the cards stuck. They they both are that. That is really cute. And then Lily's just kind of off doing her own thing. Being completely ignored. <laughs> yeah. Meeting every, being Dr. Doolittle and meeting every animal yeah. in the kingdom. <laughs> and then she's like, I'm going to go sleep by myself. Yeah. And it, it's like, really? After you were. Yeah. You just said we were surrounded by all manner of wildlife and you want to go off and leave the fire yeah. and the comfort of other people. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love that scene. Okay, everyone says. <laughs> it's, it's good stuff. It's really funny. Um, so then after that, we finally get to this palace where they need to go to, where they've been told, okay, these are the people that took it. They took our kids. This is where evil is emanating from. And we get the kind of the introduction of the British element to it, mm-hmm. where that guy, the captain's there just checking up on things just just in case. And then we get the, the dinner sequence. We meet the Maharaja. What did you guys think of the dinner sequence with all the crazy different foods that no one's into and that kind of back and forth between Indy and the, I don't remember what he said his title was, but I like I think the, he says he's a prime minister or essentially, something. Essentially, yeah. yeah. So yeah, obviously the big thing that stuck out there was sort of the whole, the, the foods, the dietary mm-hmm. stuff going on. That was, that was, that was <laughs> chilled big, monkey brain. Yeah. chilled monkey brain. Snake surprise. The snake yeah. surprise. Eel stuffed snakes. <laughs> yeah. Soup with eyeballs. The soup yeah. with eyeballs. That was the most appetizing to me, but. The best was we, the we broth questioned. Was the broth looked good, yeah. We questioned the snake when it brought out. We're like, Eddie, you okay? And he's like, you're like, that's not creepy. Yeah. And they slice it open <laughs> and just eels <laughs> yeah. explode yeah. up. Perfect timing. <laughs> it was perfect timing, yeah. Again, that was just over the top. Yeah. 
humor. And the reason it was funny is because it was so over the top. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it was sort of like the uh, the calm before the storm, if you will. It was like their last chance to interject that sort of scene before they get into the more serious, you know, the what goes on in the Temple of yeah, Doom. before you get to all the doom. <laughs> yeah, before you actually get to the doom. Yeah. Pre-doom. Yeah, this is just the temple part, and yeah. the doom comes later. <laughs> the one part here where I'm always a little sad about is that he has that interplay with the Prime Minister where he's trying to get information yeah. about the stolen stones and the lore mm. and all this. And that guy has no bearing on the story the rest of the time. He's just like, no, that's enough. Stop it. But, like, he doesn't ever – I think he shows up once later. Yeah. And it yeah. seems like that should be a more impactful conversation. It should have more gravitas, if you will. Yeah. And then the Maharaja kid's just like, we don't do that. He's like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. And then, <laughs> then they move on to chilled monkey brains. Right. Yeah. That's like their PR guy. He's like, don't don't talk shit about this place. Everything's cool here. Yeah. There are some interesting dynamics, which I think if this movie would were made today, would probably be explored more fully. Because, you know, in the time period that this movie is set, we're about 10 years away from Indian independence. Mm-hmm. So that British general guys would have been very explicitly a colonizer. There's like there's a couple interesting lines. You know, the British enjoy inspecting us at their convenience, mm-hmm. which... In this movie, the logic is very twisted because you're like, oh, please check on them. But, you know, the reality of British imperialism would have not been great. Like, that guy realistically would have been the bad guy. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Since when are the British the good guys in India? Exactly. (laughs) And, you know, talking about how, oh, it was the British who put down the thuggy cult years ago. And now we're going to be the ones who end it today. And that could be more interesting but yeah ultimately the movie doesn't explore that sort of any of those ideas any further yeah i just always find it weird that they bring that british guy in and knowing what the world's your socioeconomic Mm -hmm. system was back then you're like oh this is going to be an interesting caveat this is going to be a wrinkle thrown into this whole dynamic and then it's just like nope he went to bed all by himself and indy's left to like sneak off yeah yeah. What has he been up to? Because <laughs> what do we what do we think the 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 time frame of this movie is? You know, from when they arrive at the palace steps to they Indy comes up the, to the top of the bridge. Yeah. And it's, he has it's, the it's, it's, it's a, it's a good question. It must it's be. A oh, it's like a, right? I almost think it's like a day it because like be they, they get to go to bed in a couple scenes from this. They're like ready to go to bed for the night and then sneak down to the temple and then. Everything just kind of gets yeah, off from there. The really the only time jump that I can discernible time jump is when he's sort of tripping out on when that he black takes the, shit. Yeah. Yeah. He, like, he, yeah, who knows how long he's out on that? But after that, it's pretty much real time. I think for the most part. Yeah, there's not really a lapse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like a it's like a day or two yeah. once from palace walk up introductions to, uh, you know, bridge. Yeah, yeah, one hell of a day. Mm-hmm. And I really don't like that trope of like. Oh, he's a the good guy is a bad guy now, and he can't be reasoned with. You can't get through to him, and then you add a little heat. You <laughs> <laughs> add a little heat, form him up a bit, and he comes to. I just have never liked that. The good... Well, where have you seen that before? Oh, it's everywhere. 
when you light someone on fire because they're no, 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 not the lighting, on, not the lighting on fire. No, but just the, that was unique. put the yeah. put the protagonist under some kind of mind control yeah. or yeah. spell. Yeah. Yeah. Shake yeah. them out of it. I, yeah. I get it. It's not. Yeah, it's, shake them over the fire. Yeah, normally it's a good <laughs> right. bonk on the head, get you or some, you know, yeah. some some right. kind of like, oh, I can't believe we didn't think to do this really easy thing to snap them out of whatever's going on. I suppose what would why I understand why they did it is because they want you to see what exactly happens when these people drink this shit and mm-hmm, right. who better than our guy to yeah. experience it firsthand. So Yeah, because if that, they get it to one that, of the kids. I understand doing it, yeah, like the sort of part where he's kind of just like a bad guy under a spell is goofy and whatever and it's it's over quicker than you even have time to digest it. It's some movies just drag it out for a whole yeah. act. This is over in five minutes. Yeah. I mean for me, it was, it was like I was, I was chewing on it, and I was like, "Get this out of my mouth!" <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's just because I I have a I don't know. It's like a pet peeve of mine. No, I get it, but yeah. again, I think it's it's super quick and it is stupid. But then we're back to him kicking ass again. Yeah, and I wonder too how many of those movies that you say this happens in that you're used to seeing this. How many of them came out after 1984? True, I was I was thinking of that. If if this started at all, or you know, yeah, or one of the early examples, or yeah. there was it wasn't done as much as say you recognize it. That would obviously make for a different sequence if you were watching this for the first time in 1984, or 1985. Yeah, because for me, it's like every cartoon yeah. franchise has has an episode where that happens. You know, I suppose I'll bring up something that's probably even goofier to me is the voodoo doll. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that's so like that explained like where I think it came that's kind of cool. Anything. It it is. Yeah, there's a lot of elements that like I enjoyed a lot as a kid that like as an adult I have a hard time mm-hmm. like with, and that's why it sort of ends up being like the third best to me like now as an adult. Um, but when you're a kid, like I think this movie's an absolute blast, and like that sort of shit is like, well, like the stuff at the dinner, talking about the historical stuff. Mm-hmm. Boring. Let's just get to like yeah. the next. You know what I mean? Let's get to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I relate to the kids. So what I mean, as a kid, that was always my favorite. And then slowly, obviously, you want more. You want more so stuff to chew on. Yeah. And then sort of that stuff begins to bother you. The the voodoo doll and the five minutes of Indy being like a, under a spell is stupid, but. I think it's the the Maharaja kid's performance of it too, because he's just he's super maniacal about it. Yeah. He's super just yeah. like stab, don't don't stab, stab, don't stab. Yeah. It's just like to figure like, it out. Yeah, kill him or don't. Yeah, like, I thought it was funny there. though. Don't play with your food. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's funny. Indy's reaction every time. Yeah, he's like kicking ass, and then he's like, oh, <laughs> like it looks painful. Yeah. 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 Um, so after the dinner, we get the scene that we touched on earlier, which is the the sexual tension between Indy and and Will, or the uh, Willie. You know, Willie, yeah, Willie. he he wants to go and study her nighttime activities, and he's going to let her know based on science if she's the best he's ever had in the morning because he doesn't want to have prejudice going in, and that's when she's like, "Get the fuck out!" Yeah. <laughs> Nocturnal was, behavior. Yeah, I was I was down for this, and then you told me I might not be the best, and trust me, I'm the best. Get get the fuck out. Um, what did you guys think of this whole sequence that also included industrial fan hanging? <laughs> yeah. Are we lumping that in? I mean, it's the I, same kind of scene. Yeah, like, yeah. just the whole... It plays an integral role to that scene. Yeah, because the reason that he does... I mean, he wasn't. He probably wasn't going to go within the five-minute window, but he didn't even... He probably could have come out at five and a half and being like, see, I told you I wasn't coming back over there the way that she did, but he couldn't because he's getting strangled and fighting the dude with the whip. I always, something I always liked about that scene is he seems to step out of the painting, the mural on the walls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was very that cool. Cool, yeah. 
And it, it it's even better, too, when he then goes into Willie's room. He's looking at all the walls, and he's like, oh, wait, there's actually nobody here. That guy just came out of my wall. What, what do you got? You got nothing? Yeah. I love when, right he, when he walks. Yeah, he walks into the room and she's like, "Oh, thank God you're here," sort of thing. Yeah, and he like immediately like lifts up like the bottom of the like the bed sheet and like looks under the bed. Yeah, don't be too rough with me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm not gonna jump. I don't want to spend too much time on uh, quickly here because I know we watched it on VHS. But I will say, I think on the Blu-ray, I've noticed the guy in the back a lot more than you do here. Yeah, yeah. he kind of just blends. Because yeah, so it's got the contrast. Yeah, yeah, it's all, right. Yeah. It's all fuzzy and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, that's great when he's sort of running around her bedroom and she's like, I'm here. Yeah. Take I, me. Yeah, take <laughs> me. I like the sexual tension so, tension of that scene. I think it's uh, really cool how he comes from the background. And then, of course, that, that killing with the whip and the fan is, is hilarious. Oh, yeah, Eddie let out a big yelp when uh, you got the whip around the throat. Oh, dude, the whip. Get around. over here. Oh, yes. And the guy turns around like. Yeah. <laughs> And then he finds the uh, the entrance, the entrance with yes. the, the bosoms, yeah, the bosoms yeah, right the here. Yeah. Boob door, yeah, yeah, that's the pretty boob door. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's what it is. Right. Her hesitancy later to try the other boob statue. Yeah, like to she's see. so yeah. afraid to touch him. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, "Ooh, boobs." I don't, know. Yeah. I don't know. But that was funny. So then they go and they find the the bug room, the, the bug room, yeah, the first room. of our trap sequences. Engineering. This is kind of the. Some of the cooler stuff from Raiders were those different puzzle rooms and trap rooms. And uh, what did you guys think of the the bug room and all the different contraptions and closing ceiling and spikes and corpses? Right. Yeah, there were some corpses there for Zach. Um, sort of felt like it harkened back to the, the opening scene of the first movie, right? Mm-hmm. Where he's going through all the booby traps and... Uh... And doing the whole thing. I wasn't put off this time by the uh, by the bugs or the animals or anything like that. And, uh, yeah, what, like, you know, the snakes really got me in the first one. So the bugs really had no effect here. I was unfazed <laughs> by the bugs. I could do bugs all day. So, but they, you know, they started getting more to that puzzle element, right, where he's got to figure his way out of this one. And, you know, luckily, uh, I guess this is her first redeeming thing, right? Because yep. she comes in to save the day. Yeah. And finds the uh, the fulcrum handle or whatever he described it to her as. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very funny when he's got his head in the hole and he's like, do it! He sticks his fist oh, yeah. just do it! Do it. Yeah. That might have been my favorite scene of the whole movie. It's just, just his, hand, his fist coming through the wall. <laughs> and then so he's like, stern. we're gonna die! Yeah. yeah. That really had me going. We are going to <laughs> die! <laughs> Yeah, it's a great sequence. It looks awesome, like all the spikes and everything, and the music is super intense, and even like how we get in there and short round like bouncing up against the wall and you know just get up against the wall don't fucking do it you anything. told me to stand against yeah. the wall and they're having an argument about how what how it started and she's kind of going through with a fucking lantern and well, what is this and just uh, stepping on bugs and everything um, but yeah it gets pretty outrageous the amount of uh, gnarly looking things as they're crawling on her my favorite of that sequence is when the spikes start coming up from the floor and it looks like one of the corpses is reanimating because like the oh, spike yeah, like, yeah, pushes yeah. it up. Because yeah. every time I see it, I'm like, wait, are we getting whimsical here? No, no, that's just a spike. Okay. Like Jason the Argonauts or something? <laughs> yeah, well, because it looked, you know, we come to expect some kind of creepy magic yeah. because of this, you know, franchise. They have crazy things going on. And I always like trick myself of being like, oh, all right, corpses are coming to life now. This is the kind of movie we're into. But it's just the <laughs> the spikes. That one always gets me. Right, right. But yeah, the bugs are... Ugh. Yeah, they get even more and more gnarly, particularly that the centipede that goes up her neck. Yeah, I don't like that. Like... Is it a millipede or a centipede? 
I didn't have time to count. It's a megapede or something. It's yeah. huge. Um, what what I think is disgusting is when she puts her hand through like what looks like, like oh, the disgusting, slime. slimy, yeah. buggy. It's just so gross. And it just, yeah. And then she finally pulls the lever and everything's good until she comes in freaking out about bugs all over her and she hits the fucking button. <laughs> yeah. We're right back to where we were. And, um, and he's like, he's like, I didn't do it this time. She did it. Yeah. I know, I love the arguing while, like, just, just get the fuck out of there. But, like, yeah. all three of them are yelling at each other. It's good stuff. Yeah, because I think Short Round trips three different booby traps. The first one is the two corpses yep. that then Willie sees later. And she's like, guys, there's corpses up here. And Indy's like, no, there's going to be corpses down here. Like, move your ass. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and then the one on the floor that closes them off. Yep. And then right. the one in the wall, which starts the, yeah. the descent from the ceiling. So Short Round has to clarify that last time. Like, right. all right, I swear to God, it was, wasn't me. I didn't do it. Yeah. Again, another feat of engineering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool stuff. What'd you think of the corpses? I'm not a fan of those first two corpses. It's okay. like, what are are those alien corpses? Like they're mummified. It was yeah. weak. Okay. Weak. <laughs> okay. I even said weak corpse game when I saw them. I think you, you did. did. Yeah. You did. But I think that's in the notebook. I felt yeah. <laughs> I was ashamed. I was like, I promised good corpses. No, oh, but, no. The, but there were some better ones. I think the one that Adam's talking about that looks like it's animating. Mm-hmm. A little better. Yeah, yeah, I think I think okay. there were some good corpses in there. Yeah, well, it, great skull throughout. Mm-hmm. Yep. So well, I love the of tiny, varying sizes. Yeah. Yep. Who's that guy? He keeps yelling at. Who's who's got like the red? Oh, Mola Mola Ram. Yeah, that guy's little crown that he wears, there's like a tiny little skull on his head. I, I like that crown. The shrunken head. Yeah, that. Yeah, mm-hmm. pro crown. Yeah. <laughs> pro crown. <laughs> pro crown. <laughs> Well, we pretty much are at that point now because yeah. after they get out of the uh, the snafu inside of the booby trap room, they find the big throne room where they are going to sacrifice people. And this is kind of where we spend a good majority of the rest of the movie is kind of in this and the surrounding catacombs. It's like the whole second act is like this one big set. Like, obviously, they put so much goddamn time into putting it together to yeah. look, yeah. look that way that... You may as well spend... We blew the budget. We're doing it. We're spending at least 20, 30 minutes here for uh, for a while. We're here for 30 minutes and we're naming the movie after it. Exactly, yeah. That's how much money we spent. And and frankly, I'm glad I did because that was my favorite room in in the whole thing. Right. Yeah. And I I understand you have to suspend your disbelief. It's a movie. It's the whole thing. But I look at the room and I'm just thinking, you know, the engineering. Like, how much went into building this... It looks sick. Yeah, it looks sick. I'm, I'm... and again, I get that they didn't have like a contractor come down and spec it out, but I'm just imagining them like, you know, they have the whole pulley system with the chains to like dunk her into the lava. And I'm like, how'd they figure out like how much tension to put on these chains? And like, there's a lot of trial and error. They, they replace that. that cage every time they sacrifice. Yeah, it's exactly. like a lot of, it's like that board game, board game mousetrap. Yeah. All I could think of yeah. is the different. All the different moving, moving pieces. pieces yeah. Somehow they're all integrated together. Yeah. yeah. So I enjoy that, even though like I I get that I shouldn't be focusing yeah. on like them building like the guys there like building the pulley system, but I was. It looks like a giant. Yeah. What were those things? The Mighty Max things that they opened up and you have like. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's what that uh, looked like. A yeah, giant yeah. Mighty Max. Yeah. Very good. Probably yeah. inspired it. 
But they're not mad. We'll have to check the timing on when Mighty Max yeah. first came out. Never I think it probably was the 80s. Yeah. What was the girl the girl equivalent? Polly Pocket. Yes. I'm going to say, is Mighty... What the fuck is Mighty Max? It's the male oh, it's Polly so Pocket. Oh, it's yeah. so Shut up. That exists? Yeah. Oh, I think yeah. it was b- before Polly Pockets. It's the same idea, but instead of like a fun clubhouse, it's yeah. okay, no. a room with a no, skull. Yeah, it's, like, it's like where the girls got the easy bake oven and we put, got the creepy crawlers. Can I yeah. put yeah. my Polly Pocket in my Mighty Max house? Yes. Well, it's not. It's just like it's a compact. Yeah, it's, know, it's a clam. Yeah. 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 Oh my god. And it, was, it had like a dragon. It was like a dragon that you opened up and like the <gasps> mouth. Yeah, there was like there a was ton of things that like yeah. functional. No right now. The okay. question is, do they have the same shoes? Because if they have the same shoes, they can be interchanged. They can go through the adventure together. I think so. That's In each other's room. Yeah. We need a movie about this, like the Lego movie, but it's. Mad Max and Paul Mighty Max Pocket. would be the next big uh, licensee franchise, Mighty I'm sure. Max. There was a cartoon. It was, Mad... was a TV show. Yeah. Is it Mighty Max? It's Mighty, it's Mighty Max. Max. Yeah. Mad Max. Digress. Tangent. It's all right. That's a separate podcast we'll yeah. do. Yeah, Bridget yeah. discovers yeah, Mighty love Max. The tor- <laughs> love the torture chamber. Well, we can call <laughs> it the Polly Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> And cut. Show myself out. No, we love that. Good stuff. That was good. I'm down. I'm on board. All right. It's a Patreon special. (laughs) Yeah. Early access. For our supporters. That's too funny. Uh, But yeah, so I don't even know how to transition back out of it. But we're obviously talking about the big altar, all the cool stuff going on, the pulley system. I love the skulls that hold the pulley with the chains inside of the hands. That stuff. Oh, yeah, the hand pulls it up. That's cool. Yeah. And just like the hand is holding a skull, and the skull just has a chain. Like just going into it. Uh, But what did you guys think of the. I think this is the one moment where. You might have seen this before because this is the one that kind of permeates popular culture. The screaming of Kali Ma and the removal of the heart. that man's heart. Yeah, it didn't, uh, didn't resonate with me. That, that I didn't... I don't recall seeing that anywhere else. Kind Me of. neither. Yeah. That's so, great. That was, I was worried about that. Yeah. Cause yeah. that is one of the more, like, that's one of the things I always remember, even having only seen it a couple of times. What, no, what, I mean, I guess we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. The scene that I sort of picture when I think Annie Jones is then escaping in the, the mining mm-hmm. shaft down the cart. Okay. So you have seen that. Yeah. I've seen yeah, that. Yeah. I think you somewhere. mentioned something about a mine cart in, last yeah. episode the as first well. Episode, yeah. yeah. So what'd you guys think of the heart removal? Uh, so that that was our first sort of foray, I think, into like the supernatural in this movie, mm-hmm. at least. Yeah, I was I was into that. I wasn't sort of expecting that. I thought when I see his hand go into the chest and remove the heart, obviously you think like this guy's dead or or whatever, and mm-hmm. he clearly isn't. And they lower him into the lava. What did he do with the heart? I don't recall. He's, He's holding, holding it, it. and, and then yeah, when he hits just, like... the lava, the heart explodes into flames. Ah, and goes, and okay. Mularam body... is like ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when that guy's body starts getting engulfed in flames from the lava, yeah. the heart does as well. Because the heart is beating the entire yeah, time. Yeah, and it goes faster in. and faster yeah. as he gets closer. Oh. Yeah. I used to reenact that scene with my cousins every time I saw them. They're like a big boulder. Were you the sacrifice, sir, yeah, or the sacrifice? We would take turns. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, there Fair was game. no one who was ever, but like, I can remember specifically, it was after Halloween perfect time very mm-hmm. spooky they had a bunch of pumpkins left over and oh. we would go up on the rock and like one of us would be like mola ram like kalima kalima and then someone would be like on the side of the rock like om nom shivai om nom shivai and then eventually like <laughs> some bungee cords yeah, yeah, yeah. dad's you know, bungee cords put together bro. in the laundry basket <laughs> no we were bungee cords <laughs> 
That's why they took your tape away. <laughs> this is probably why. Like, what did you do at Uncle Ed's? Um, and we would throw the pumpkins down. Like off the boulder. Oh, that's good stuff. That sounds like a good time, actually. It's amazing. That was the. We should have had you reenact this. Yeah. Yeah. Each movie had a scene that, like, we would like replay and pretend to be like, okay, I'm indie this time. Okay, you're indie this time. That was yeah. I think the, scene for the, this the things that people played out either as kids or said the most were stuff the short round stuff like no more parachute and some of that stuff because that was funny funny shit or. Kali Ma, or even for like adults, like when they talk about Temple of Doom, they're like, "Oh, Kali Ma!" Like that's like what they'll say to yeah. you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's funny, as hell, Bridget. <laughs> yeah. So where do we go from here? Or what, did, what did you Wait. think of the heart removal? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, the heart removal. It was pretty cool. I'm gonna be okay with it, even though it's not practical effects. There was some movie magic. It seemed relatively practical to me. Other yeah. than the whole, like the chest hole closing uh, is probably less yeah. practical than... I think they could have done it practically. But, I didn't see like Yeah, a, I do a, like the entry. I like the, the, the entry. The entry of the hand. Yeah, when he pierces the guy, I was yeah. like, whoa, that, that was pretty cool. Um, I, for some reason, it reminds me of uh, Roadhouse pulling <gasps> out the guy's throat. The, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, in Roadhouse, it was so much more difficult. This guy was just like, oh, like he put in his hand in a glass of water. It was so easy. Yeah. Well, because he had the strength of Kali Mount. Yeah. yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Stones. And the Shankara stones. Yeah. yeah. That guy's got stones. Mm-hmm. He got some stones. But, you know, 1984, a lot of great horror movies during that time, probably doing the same exact sort of effects. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stuff that you've probably seen a million times, Zach. <laughs> He's nodding along. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I didn't want to get in, you know, I didn't want to debate over this, but, you know, the more practically they're done, right. the better. Yeah. I, I don't think a lot of people would disagree with you on that, necessarily. Yeah. But after this, we get, and the whole room clears out immediately. They just, they single file get, shuffle yeah. on out of there. Yeah. Get more monkey brain dessert or something. Yeah. yeah. I don't know where they go, but they leave. Indy goes down to, to grab the stones and everyone gets kidnapped. Why, why did everybody leave? I, well, who knows why they left? The ceremony was over. Yeah, yeah. the sacrifice yeah. happened. The gods the are hell peace. out. Mm-hmm. Service was done. Yeah, we're not going to get yeah, coffee. They're, they're, all, they're all saying they're all shaking hands with uh, our boy out in the entrance. You know, <laughs> church is over. They're going to Waffle exactly. House. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. Fine. yeah, we have a reservation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, they do get kidnapped pretty quickly. But it, it is a cool little scene because you get to see what we've been. It's been talked about for most of the movie. These rocks and. They're glowing, and there's something magical about them. And I thought the stones themselves are going to be a little bit more fantastical. Yeah, they're pretty rustic. I don't know. They're kind it's of kind of like... cool how they glow when they're next to each other. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like the glowing thing, but they were just sort of like I don't know. I expected them to be a little bit more elaborate. Yeah, they're like museum gift shop rocks. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And then when they glow, they look like a salt lamp. Like <laughs> uh, you wanted yeah. them to be prettier. Just more elaborate. Maybe like, different colors. Something. Yeah. Some different shapes. They were just like these sort of cylindrical objects that had like a line cut through yeah. it. Yeah. Very potato. Very mm. potato. Right. It, it looked potato, like a yeah. russet potato that yeah. someone just took a peel or two really yeah. quick. Just threw a sheen on. Three knife slices. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm hoping for a little bit more of the stones themselves. But I mean, that's neither here nor there, really. When they don't really play into they the don't story really, exactly. pretty that's much what I'm saying. at all. Like, they're really not... Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, they're sort of the main... They're what the village needs to yeah. sustain life or whatever, but... But they don't yeah. look overly impressive, and they don't actually function for really anything. Well... E- well, yeah, we'll get, we'll we'll get, get to there. it. But 
and obviously the hand, the, the heart removal is what they right. do, but yeah, like the they don't facilitate the removal of the heart. Yeah, but even that's <laughs> not really like that's not explained they're, in they're the They're there moment. for the kids, not the rocks. I yeah. mean, if yeah. they either choose one or the others, I don't think he's going to go choose the rocks over the kids. Well, fame and glory. So since we're talking yeah. about the rocks briefly, they only need one rock to return to this village, right? Correct. Right. Well, that's all the village was missing was the one rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but Indy's being a little greedy taking all three. He didn't. Did you miss that? Well, no, he did. No, he put he... all three in the bag. Oh, he, he wanted did. to take all oh, three. Oh, yes, he wanted to take all but, three. Because yes. he doesn't want them to have any. Yeah, because they're that... doing bad shit with Correct. Them. Right, right. Yeah. So we don't know what he would have done with the other two sure. had he maintained them through the rest of the movie. Put them in a museum, of course. Yeah, but then they would have just been rocks collecting dust. Very progressive ideas about, you know, repatriating objects to their native lands like he's bringing Nurhachi at the beginning of the movie he's returning the sacred stone right he's noble work leaving him in a strange collection in Britain yeah would you get it kind of goes against what he's all about is like he wants shit in a museum yeah so like to kind of hear him say that like I notice it more now than ever and I was like that's kind of not him like for him to kind of make that comment he would much Rather be in a museum than like in their hands, you know what I mean? Well, I mean Obviously, he wants to give it back to the village, yeah. but if it if it if it goes in a museum, then it then it's, it's a good place. Well, I wonder, and I don't know that this is covered anywhere, even in like other media that's no longer canon. But like, what happens to Indy between 1935 and 1938, where he's screaming, "It belongs in a museum!" Right? You know what happened to get him out of this? Mm-hmm. I got to return it to the people. It's just going to collect dust. Yeah. I don't know if it's because those rocks are unimpressive to him and where like the Ark of the Covenant is impressive to him. Yeah. And maybe that's why he feels that well, it needs to be in a museum and not return to Well, without, without getting into specifics, that third one, we are given something early where he says the same thing. Yeah. So, I mean, that's even before that he's having an admir- like being adamant about things being in a museum. Yeah. So that's why I wonder what maybe happened sure. to him between this movie, which is the prequel, and the subsequent movies where it's all about put it in the museum. Yeah. So that'd be interesting if there was like a comic somewhere that is like, oh, in 1937, this happened and he realized that like giving it back to the people, you can't always trust them because someone else is going to come in. It needs to be safeguarded with guards and, right. you know, the world can experience it kind of thing. Sure, Who knows? sure. How does Indy even get caught again? How does he get, does he get kidnapped? He's just down there. There's just he's, too many people, too many yeah. adversaries. Oh, he doesn't wait into into long enough. Okay. Someone comes well, back up with like a they came back from Starbucks. cup of church, like church. Well, he kind of he, he, he like, kind of sees hey, the kids getting whipped to death. He, yeah. rocket he spends a long. That's he hears right. the screaming. Oh, he and turns then, around. Uh, oh, that's yeah. where he turned to me. Like, what the fuck is that? It's like every every guy is like a blade, but they're like they're like fisting it. Like, yeah, it's yeah. really odd. It's they're, like a reverse triangular sigh kind of thing. Wait until yeah. he turns around to like for dramatic effect. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, he hears the screaming of children. It sounded like a woman, but obviously younger kids, higher yeah. pitched voice. So he goes to find them because he knows the kids have been kidnapped. And when he throws the rock at that big hulking dude, right. Everyone starts running towards him. He turns around. There's people behind him. People have already grabbed uh, Willie in short round. So they're they're all just kidnapped. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. And so when he's then put in their little jail and he's strung up in short rounds there, that's when they get the story from one of the other prisoners about what happens to you when you drink this blood, which is you don't wake up like... Yeah. Like when you act up out there, you, you drink this blood and then you're definitely fucked as a thing is what it is. Yeah. And that's what like... Wake up the, in the nightmare. Yeah. And the kid is praying for death. He'd rather go through that than drink this and... Because not all the kids down there are that way. There are some that are, but 
they're lucid enough to ask for a key and other shit later on when they get saved. Yeah, they all seem like they kind of have their wits about them, but they're just enslaved. It's a short so like, ride later do? on, like, leads yeah. to, like, you can actually use this to break this. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, and then we get to the whole weird voodoo scene where he kind of drinks the, the shit out so, of the So, yeah, we're yeah. talking about the corpses, and I said not long ago, I was like, some of the corpses are good. That corpse head that he has to drink out of Mm-hmm. Is is really good, and <laughs> the, little, the little tongue spout. Yeah, when they yeah. Br- when they brought it up close to his face, I thought they were gonna make him like go mouth to mouth with this thing, and I was like, oh my gosh, because it's it. like a hideous thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, it's like uh, yeah, some zero W twenty going down or something like that. I also like Molaram, and this is spooky and evil and. It's his best scene. Yeah. I love the head. Yeah. When he's even like like brushing the hair on the shrunken head. I don't know if it's yes. in this scene or later, but he's it just is, like because he takes the helmet off and he's just like yeah, he's just stroking it like an evil like a, like, like a bomb like villain a with a cat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he's just like yes, like Doctor Evil, kind of. Yeah, it's very it's very strange, but he's just emitting this creepiness and this evil vibe to him the whole time. Very much on yeah. display here. Definitely the darkest sequence I think in. All the movies. Yeah, they start whipping him. Really? That, yeah. that was yeah. rough. Whipping him and short round. Like, yeah. It's one thing to see Indy be in peril and to be physically hurt because he's an adult and he can take it and he can dish it out. But like short round's a kid. Every punch the per- that he does in this movie, the person just looks at him. Like Every kick, it's just like, get out of here, you pest. And then they're over here and they have one kid whipping another kid with like a cat of nine tails. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's very intense. It's rough. Yeah, the music's going, it's all like, it's got like this choir music, it's pretty intentional. Mm-hmm. When they hold his nose so he'll swallow the second time, mm-hmm. it's like, yuck. What do you think was going to happen with him? I know they kind of explained it, but what do you think his reaction was going to be? To drinking that stuff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it's a nightmare you never wake up from. I mean, he looked like he was having withdrawal symptoms on that stone bed. He's definitely tweaking. Harrison did pretty well acting that scene. Yeah. With the convulsions. Right. And I think then, there's like, some camera effects, too, where it almost I looks a little like, hazy. Yeah. 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 And like I said, I don't like when when he temporarily becomes the bad guy who can't be reasoned with. You mm-hmm. can't, you know. Yeah. So in, in that next sequence where he's now under the spell, they're going to sacrifice Willie. Short rounds tied up down there with the kids. What did you think? I mean, did you assume that everything was going to get saved and he was going to snap out of it? What were you guys thinking in this moment? Or did you think someone's getting sacrificed and we're losing one of the three mains? Yeah, no. I mean, you you kind of go into the movie knowing they're all going to come out alive at the end. I mean, it is what it is. But, um, yeah, I figured he was going to snap out of it. The question was more just like, what was it going to take um, for that to happen? Or I thought that maybe he was just... Uh, uh, like the po or the potion or whatever the 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 brew they had him drink really had no real effect on him and he was uh, faking this whole you know it was all charade just to sort of get in with the bad guy mm-hmm. so that he could you know unleash his plan to to save him that's sort of the route I thought it was going to be going. What do you think about sort of like the red hair? I know it's kind of maybe far fetched, but like the idea that he was almost nearly poisoned at the beginning of the movie and then he's poisoned. Later on is it poison? Oh, well, it's essentially uh, poison. He yeah. drinks a liquid Magical and it blood. makes him sick. And, yeah. Yeah. and heat is the antidote. Yeah. But just a little bit. Just a little. Yeah. Just, a lot. just a lot. Just a serum in the ass. Yeah. yeah. Burn him with a sparkler. Yeah. Yeah. Just put a camel on him. <laughs> um, so Indy snaps out of it with a little bit of heat. Uh, and then he saves, short round saves him. He then saves Willie. 
And then we kind of, I think we pretty much then get to the big... Wait, there is something that happens in this sequence. Because there's a lot of the full mousetrap engineering is on display of, Mm. like, pulling the cage up, dropping it back down, someone gets caught in the spokes, blah, blah, blah. But there's a fantastic moment where Indy's, like, looks at Mullah Ram, and he's like, I'm gonna get you. And he just smiles back at Indy and he goes and he falls down into a oh, little trap yeah. door oh, so good. which I Great. love he like rolls it's like a casket sized trap door I just wanted to acknowledge it. Yeah. Yes. No. Good catch there. Johnny said, I, lo- I always love that, right? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I always yeah. love seeing it. It's yeah. great. Yeah. It's just a dummy that falls through a trap door, but it just looks awesome. Oh, and the way he giggles so as satisfying. he does it, yeah. it's like... It's so maniacal, yeah. But yeah, Willie is just like a, a, a turkey right out of the oven. And then just slaps Andy. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's she good snaps stuff. out of it quick. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, they slow roasted her for way too long. Yeah. Is this also the sequence where Short Round rides up the water like? This buckets? is when they go more into the mine. He, like, once they get Willie up, she slaps him. He grabs the stones, and that's when Indy says, "We're leaving, all of us." And then they go to rescue the kids. Yes. And so Indy starts fighting the big guy. That's right. So the water bucket is to go fight the yeah. little Dalai Lama boy yeah. with yeah. the voodoo doll. Yeah, and so that's when Short Round goes up yes. the the water ladder. Mm-hmm. What do you think about like fighting like like another big guy where you don't like have been there, done that, or was it an enjoyable? No, you got to do it. I mean, you saw that. I feel like you saw you, that. You got to do it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you, you got to fight a big guy. When he was first introduced, like earlier, when they first, when you first see all the kids binding the diamonds or whatever they're doing down there, yeah, looking for the last two stones, right? Yeah, and you see the big guy. You kind of see that, like, yeah, you have to start looking be... around the set, like, what are you going to get caught in here? Right, exactly, sizing them up. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and Andy throws a rock at him too, so you know they're going to have to fight. <laughs> Fist to fist well, at some and, point. Yeah, and I was going to mention this earlier. I, I love the look on Indy's face when he initially throws the rock at the guy and it hits him in the back or whatever, and he like turns around and looks at him, and Indy's got like this oh shit look. Like, what did you <laughs> expect was going to happen when you threw the rock at this dude? Well, I, I mean, if you threw a big enough rock at a dude, you would hope that he would fall down or be like, right. ow, or something. But the guy was just like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, I know, it hits him in the freaking back of the head. Something from the bug room get out? Yeah, what yeah. was that? Was that a paper airplane? What's happening? <laughs> oh my gosh. By the way, that is a trope that I love, is our protagonist fights the big, burly, scary, yeah. yeah. The biggest man I mean, there are, but there's that, but there's also like a number of things. I can't think of anything immediately, but there are a lot of sort of, oh, if it worked... In this, in our last success, wildly successful movie, mm-hmm. let's put it in this movie. Like no Star Wars does it a lot. You know, there's a lot of movies that do it. Now. Yeah, um, and we get it a bit later with the the call back to the guys with the swinging swords, and he goes for the gun to be like, "I got yeah. this, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to shoot him," but he doesn't have the gun. So that's another yeah. callback to the movie, even though technically that True. sequence True. hasn't True. happened yet. Yeah. yeah, so now you know that he knows keep, that yeah. trick yeah. for for later to use later. Um, so yeah, so then he gets. What did you guys think of the the Maharaja being under the spell of the goop as well? Because as soon as he gets touched by fire, he's like, "Oh yeah, take the take the one. You guys are safe now. You guys can take leave. the left tunnel. Yeah, yeah, take the left. That's tunnel. cool. Good advice. And take it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I wasn't Just came up so quick. Right. I, I mean, I guess I'm kind of going back a little bit, but I wasn't terribly crazy about the whole voodoo doll thing, though. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it seemed a little like I, I get they don't have to explain every in and out of it, and you know it was sort of self-explanatory what was going on there. 
But, I don't know, it just seemed a little out of The doll is great, though, yeah. with the hat. I think it has its own little whip. It's got a little it's, leather it's, jacket. It's, oh, yeah. I miss that. See, I think I would have appreciated I guess I missed those little the details. The details, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would have appreciated more if it did have the hat, and the, or if I had noticed, rather, yeah. the hat and the whip and the jacket. Yeah. Well, when did they make it? When did they see him it in doesn't matter. So that, that makes it better. Yeah. It, <laughs> it makes it yeah, better. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Whatever seamstress is making this up. Right, because if there was ever, like, a charity auction for, like, this movie, like, that's the item that fetched the most. Right. <laughs> that and then, like, The Rock are... Yeah, the three stones. Like, Who would oh. want The Rock? The Rock is terrible. Yeah, <laughs> I, want, I want the... Uh, yeah, yeah, I want... Yeah, yes, I want the headdress. There you go. That's what I want. <laughs> Pro okay. Crown? Right. Pro Crown. <laughs> but what would so, you guys think of the fight compared to the, the other fight that we had in the movie? Other fight is better. I mean, it ends with the splatter of the propeller... And this guy gets steamrolled. Yeah. And this one, yeah, this one you see the blood on the. Mm-hmm. The other guy stone. had more character. Yeah. The other big guy had more character. Well, I liked how the other guy just seemed to like just be bored. He's just like, oh, there's a fight going on. I want to be. Oh, a part here of we this. go. Yeah. yeah. This other guy is just like on the clock and he's trying to do his work and he's just throwing rocks at him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this one it's like he's specifically commanded to like stop them, fight those guys, yeah. get them. Where the other guy's just you know washing his hands at, at work, and he's like, oh, oh, there's a, there's a bad guy here. I'll, I'll fight him. All right, yeah, fight him. Yeah. or a good guy. He's, yeah, he's there for the love of the game. Exactly. Right, yeah. So after this, they they free the Maharaj from the spell. He tells them how to get out of there. They go, and we get the part that Eddie recognizes, which is the big mind cart chase. Yes. What did you guys think of the very much roller coaster, the theme park ride feel of the? Of the minecart chase. Yeah, it was very, um, you know, uh, theme park-esque. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm surprised if they had... I'm assuming this was at one point, like, some sort of... Should be. ...theme park ride. I would, Not in Florida. Maybe at, like, Disneyland. It seems like but... it's, it's suited perfectly for that sort yeah. of thing. Right. You know? Those ones where you look at the big screen and you're sitting on something that moves... It'd be yeah. pretty yeah, even yeah. something it like that. It may have yeah. been that at some point, but yeah. I don't think it was a full fledged. Sure. Well, yeah, that was that was the one sort of scene that, like, you know, again, for someone who has never seen any of these movies, when someone says to me, Indiana Jones, like, obviously I picture, you know, Harrison Ford with the whip and everything. But as far as, like, an actual moving scene of the movie, that's what I sort of picture in my head is that cart going through the, the, the shafts. And then, um, even though I don't think I've actually seen seen the scene I feel like I've seen gifs or short little you know 10 second clips of, of that going on mm-hmm. so um, I guess I enjoyed it to actually finally see it within the context of a movie as opposed to just being you know in like a commercial break or whatever for block you know some commercial I saw for Blockbuster right. 10 years ago what about you Zach I thought it was pretty cool they went a long way that was a long trip yeah, um, I forget how long that chase sequence is too yeah it's yeah. pretty long but they're moving like 15, fast 20 the whole minutes. time yeah yeah, that one's fun, and the visuals are pretty good at certain parts. Like, when they first went down, like, a big dip, when, when it's a big drop, Ooh, I was like, that, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's all, I forget how they did it. It's, like, all, like, miniatures and shit like that, but it's, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of great Behind miniatures the scenes stuff, yeah. of the different sets, and, you know, eventually, you know, when they flood the mine, too, that's a, I think you can tell it's a pretty obvious miniature, and I... I love all the water crashing. Yeah, there's a lot more uses in this movie of, like, matte backgrounds and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. That, again, I think lend itself very well to this application or viewing of watching on VHS opposed to the Blu-ray where it'd be like, man, that hasn't aged well. Like, here, it just, it looks part of it. right at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. But, yeah, it still looks good to my eyes every time I see it. It's a lot of fun. I like how the guys spectacularly fall off the rails and... 
all the ways that they try to uh, break the the um, card at times, mm. particularly with Indy's feet being on fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, like trying to stop a razor scooter, but you're barefoot. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> at what point does his sleeve get ripped off? What during one of the fights during prior the to fights, this? I think it's the fight with yeah. the bulky or the burly guy. Yeah, because I'm like, Bridget, how, how do you how do you like the manly arm exposed? The bulky man. <laughs> I do I do be liking it, especially when we get on the bridge later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was formative. <laughs> that was formative. Whatever your response was the first time, it was really good. I, yeah, I can't remember. You're like, I do. I do. Picturing Indy's well. nocturnal activities. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. For science, of course, guys. Get your mind out of the yeah. gutter. But if like someone wanted to be like Indiana Jones for Temple of Doom and someone had a keen eye and seen the whole series, it'd be like, all you do is rip like one whole sleeve off and be like, that's yeah. Indiana Jones for Temple of Doom. Yeah. yeah. Make sure to make that your last Halloween costume instead of the first one. Right, right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get your uses that one out of last it. Series, yeah. yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, this does go for like 15, 20 minutes. Did at any point, did you guys feel that it was too long? Was it the right length? Were you enthralled and in the moment the whole time? Or were, it, did it, were any of you like looking at your watch to be like, okay, we've been on the mine cart for... For a little kinda. bit. Kinda. Yeah. Kinda. Kinda. I was like, get... Yeah. All right. Let's get out of here. Yeah, I'm just wondering where are they getting to? Like, where the hell does this thing go? Because it's really freaking long. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you got to figure, like, they're getting to somewhere not good just because they didn't take the left shaft. Correct. Yeah. Right? So you just figure it's doom or disaster at the end of wherever they're headed. Mm-hmm. But... Oh, I really like when they come out. Can we go there? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's there. pretty much, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much where yeah. we are. They come out, and, uh, oh, this is where I was, like, about to say something. You guys are like, save it. That rushing water, he yells to them, get to the bridge! But, like, over that rushing water, you're not going to hear shit. Even if someone's right next to you, you're that's, not going to hear That's your concern, there. though? Uh, that's my concern. The okay. rest of it's believable. Yeah. You should have saved it. <laughs> I yeah. love... I yeah, like, love... when the cart jumps, like, 50 feet and right. lands back on the rails. Yeah. yeah. I love... Yeah, not, not to mention they dump what is probably, like, a swimming pool's worth of water, and it, like, fills, like, a whole canyon cavern. Yeah. Right. And just way... keeps going. It just yeah, keeps, keeps going. going. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's a... But yeah, the dust will level. There's, there's a bunch of gators down there. Yeah. Um... <laughs> But I love the part where they come out on the ledge there and all of a sudden, like, pieces of wood are poking through the wall and mm-hmm. it's turning into mud. You got a mudslide going. Yeah. And yeah. that was really cool. That that looked like it would really happen naturally there. Right. Um, so I, I like that part. I just enjoyed, I mean, I don't know if we just want to skip ahead, but the bridge scene was, was yeah, where I mean, it's the, at. Yeah. yeah. The bridge scene is great. The bridge scene's where it's at. And again, that felt like something I've seen before. I don't know if. I feel like there's where, been at least some other adventure style movies where you got it. the bridge, you, yeah, the, either the, the rickety hero, old bridge, yeah, it's either it's a rickety old bridge and planks are falling, or the protagonist or antagonist or whatever is cutting the right. you know the lines. I will to, say, I will say another way you've maybe recognized is that if you just like I think even Google Indiana Jones, like one of the top picks is like him on that bridge. Uh, like it's bridge. a very iconic image of him holding on the, the bridge. sword. The sword, like, yeah. like the shirt's all completely open. Um it's pretty badass. It is very yeah, badass. He's got a guy's coming from either either side. Yeah. He starts talking to uh short round in uh Chinese. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, ga- the gators really did it for yeah. me though. Just the, the Oh, just cl- every time they cut yeah. just the quick like... flashes, yeah, yeah, of what's going on down there at the bottom. Hold I on, love lady, the, we go for a ride. I love the inconsistencies of the of the shots too. Like if you notice like the far out shots and you see the river below, it's like this peaceful little tranquil sort of like it almost yeah. looks like there is no river down there. Yeah. And then they zoom in on it, and it's, you know, death and terror below. Right. Yeah. I love every time a person fell, you were like, give me the the 
shot of the gator. Yeah, Give me the gator. Gator. <laughs> gator. And you got it, basically. You I get it every it. time yes. you ask for it. Yeah. But the best Spielberg shot. Spielberg knows what you want. Yes. The best shot of it. Oh, at the end where he just swallows him and go. <laughs> he, like, catches the guy as he's falling. Yeah. But, yeah, it's great. Like, the, the bridge cuts in half, and, like, they're all on it. Like, that's a great little scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even trying to climb back up, there's multiple fights. I love when... The arrows. The, you've got the arrows. arrows I like when, you know, he tries to rip Indy's heart out, and he stops him. And then his next move is to climb back up the bridge ladder and just throw one of his own guys down on Indy. Mm-hmm. Right. I always like that move. That's good stuff, yeah. And then, like, when he starts ordering the guys from across the canyon, he starts shooting arrows at them. Mm-hmm. Crazy stuff. And the, then, yeah. The arrow stuff is, uh, I like the whole scene. I don't know if I like the arrow part, because it's like arrows are sticking all around him. They're sticking into the bridge, but not one of them hits him. No, one of them, I think there's one of them actually One in his him. shoulder or I something? I think one of them hits him, but... I don't know. I think it hits just to the right of it. I don't. Yeah, it's, okay. it's, it's, right. it's stormtrooper shit all day. But yeah, but yeah fighting off the the heart grab. Yeah, because yeah. he overpowers him, and you even see the look on the guy's face of like he's surprised. Oh, oh fuck, this always works. This yeah. is my go-to yeah, move. He uses and... his own fist to punch him. Yeah, <laughs> maybe because he doesn't have the stones. In his well, and he's got the stones in the bag. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they are right there, so they are in close proximity. Well, which... they have to heat up, but they yeah. belong to Indy now. Well, instead it's, of it's a weird sequence because. In the temple earlier, when they put all three rocks next to each other in that skull, they all lit up because they're in close proximity and they're doing something. And then they've just been in Indy's bag this whole time, dormant, not doing anything, until Indy starts talking about them and saying, you've dishonored Sheba or you've you've gone against the wishes of the gods, the people who gave these rocks to you, like you're doing everything wrong. And that's when the rocks you know, start to work Get again back. and then burn through and, and fall into the, uh, into the river, except for one, except which Indy one. catches out of midair, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it cools itself down for Indy. Well, because the well, other our, ones have our fallen. Guy, our guy catches it first and then like, well, he burns himself. He burns him and then Indy grabs it when it's cool, cooled off a bit. Yeah. Because all the rocks, the other rocks had fallen. And so now they're separated. So the power is gone from that one. It's just a stone again. Uh, but what did you guys think of the ultimate savior of the movie, which is oh, come on. the British government shows up and the, the British and Indian armies come and <laughs> yeah, they I think just Eddie stop everything. Pretty good. I think he enjoyed it. Yeah, no, no. I, I love that. I, I like how, it, and it even shows like uh, what you were saying, Bridget, like sort of this disparity between the two, right? Because mm-hmm. you have sort of these Indians there and they have their arrows and the British government just swoops in with like their, their guns, their muskets or whatever. It's just like, all right, disperse. Like, we're done with you. It's over. <laughs> And they're going rapid fire out of this. Yeah, it's like, all right, the British are here, like, it's over. Again, why are the British the heroes? I I don't think we like that, do we, Bridget? Uh, (laughs) It's not what I would do if I were making this movie today, but it it is what it is, and it's, you know, this movie was made, what, 84? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know. Plenty of time to get it right. (laughs) um, And, you know, nearly equidistant from like ind- Indian independence as we are from when this movie came out realistically. Mm-hmm. So I think we have a different understanding of, you know, who the heroes and villains are. Yeah. I don't know. I guess that's how it's, I, I think it. it's almost the lesser of two evils really in this se- sequence. Cause one person is doing human sacrifice and removing yeah. hearts from chest yeah. and the other ones are imperialistic and that's also yeah. terrible. But, but it's like, not like they're even in this movie portrayed like that. No. He's just like a, 
I'm here for dinner. Jo- jolly old yeah. tea time. And, yeah, it seems and like they're not even like, needed at all in the plot yeah. whatsoever. Like, because until even, this moment, but they're not even really needed there. Because yeah. at that point, he's they more or less escaped. To, like, like, get... like you've thrown the real the, the exactly. You've thrown yeah. them down the bridge. The gators ate him. You got the one stone. Just go back to the village. Roll yeah. credits. Pretty much. You and need a... something to get those archers I to think... no longer pursue them. But yeah. you could have found something. It's an excuse yeah. to feed it, the gators one more time before we wrap. Yeah, and it, it it feels a little bit like, you know, oh, don't worry. It's not going to come back because there's a white man here now. Yeah. Like, there's uh, yeah. an element of, like, don't worry, dad's home. <laughs> okay. and which You're is, right. yeah. I would say... Well, Indy's a white guy. Yeah, but... but Indy Indy, it's not the same. No, Indy is your mom's boyfriend who, yeah. like... Took you to the arcade once, and now he's leaving. You're never going to see him again. Yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's analogies. It's good. Um, but dad's home now. Yeah, but but the, dad's home. But the back from buying milk. Yeah, so yeah. Like, yeah. Dad is home. They did have to buy a pack of cigarettes. I'll see you in five years. Yeah. There was a comment earlier on. When he was first visiting, when they were having the weird dinner party mm-hmm. with all the crazy foods. Um, Something about, like, we feel like well-cared-for children. Yes. Which so. I... Yeah, which the, um... I guess who we're sort of calling the prime minister who greets them says, we feel like well-cared-for children. And it's in the context of that scene, seems like the right diplomatic thing, but, you know, there's an edge to it, which I think would have been there for yeah. a person living through... Living in India as an Indian through English colonial rule... But this movie reads it as there's an edge there because he's part of a a death cult, mm-hmm. you know, kind of a dick. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe it's both. Who knows? Ultimately, this is a adventure B movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I, I can't. Im- I mean, I really don't know. I don't want to speak for anyone, but I can't imagine there was too much thought put into this aspect of it at all. No, I don't no. think yeah. so. And like when you look at you know even like the dinner scene of just like the food that is being served is not accurate. It was basically George Lucas and Steven Spielberg being like, what fun, gross things can we put on this mm-hmm. table? Right. Like, how can we, like... Like, they had just had, like, a hat full of crazy things to, like, yeah, pull out exactly. ideas from. Like, yeah. this is, like, two kids' dreams of, like, yeah. what would I love to see? Yeah, like, who serves what those What would eyeballs? I have wanted to see in a movie when I was a kid? Mm. It's like the gross equivalent of the scene in Hook, <laughs> where they all have to imagine yeah. their right. food. Yeah, but it's yeah. that, if it was creepy and crawly i'm pretty yeah. sure there's a fairly lengthy section on wikipedia of this movie where it's like controversy with the movie and they talk about shit like this because people were just uh, even upset about the fact that their culture was completely misrepresented with fucking mm-hmm. monkey brains and shit like yeah. that. yeah well i don't think this movie was not shown in india initially like they had to make cuts. Oh, 100%, 100%, i'm sure yeah. they wouldn't let them film in india it was filmed in sri lanka because they wanted to, they're like, you can't use the term Maharaja. And they're just like, eh, we'll go somewhere else then. Do you think had there been depictions of normal, everyday Indian people being not monkey brain eating, devil worshipping well, people, that it would have at least like counterbalanced to be like, this is a fringe group that is a problem, and this is India, and it's great. Yeah. Well, because we have that. We have that with the village. We have that with the chi- like the children, but, you know, they're still like... Ultimately, they're depending on a, a white man to fall down from the sky yeah. and get the rod back from them. Yeah. Uh, for them, I should say. It's still very, like, 
it's third worldy. Yeah, I don't think they're eating off a banana leaf and whatever crap. You know what I mean? There might be some of that, but I think their food is made out to be disgusting to like Westerners. You know what I mean? With bugs on it and all this other stuff. And yeah. But yeah, so I mean, we yeah, it is what it is. It's, but yeah, it's they're portrayed as a sort of impoverished, like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I can completely see why someone might take a look at the way that Indians are portrayed in this movie and go, "No, thank you, not mm-hmm. for me." And there is a little part of me that is like, Ooh, I don't know how I feel about it, but then. Mularam goes through the trap door, and I yeah. feel yeah. as excited as I did when I was eight years old. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's just you have it's... to divorce yourself from the socioeconomic, political aspect yeah. of yeah. it and just be like, none of this is real. Yeah. This isn't re- This is India in another dimension. Like, mm-hmm. none of this takes place in our current world other than countries are the same and there's Nazis and whatever, but like divorce yourself completely from reality. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, that's what I mean by like, you know, my mother hid this tape from me for completely different reasons, but like, I would be very reticent, even though I love these movies to like ever show this one in particular to my kids, because this, I know from watching as a young age shaped my understanding of like what the world is like, like what mm-hmm. the sort of globe is like, you know, it is fantastical, but you're just like, oh, yeah, I guess that this is the non-fantastical element of it. Mm-hmm. Like, the not scary evil temple, you know? And I don't know that there's a way around it. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe worth seeing what the TV edits look like and how they portray <laughs> it, if that clears it up at all. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, and I don't, I don't think it would. No. I think... Yeah, I don't think they were very any edits with the movie anyways. Mm-hmm. I think I remember watching on TV and they cut, like, the, the hand going in the chest and, like, that's about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it is, it is technically PG-13. Yeah. yeah. So like, you can get away with TV-14, I guess. I feel like most of the actors there were not Indian also. Am I... Like the kids are, mistaken. and the people in the village, I feel like, are at least mm-hmm. of that region. They might not be Indian, but they could be Sri Lankan or of yeah, that region. Yeah. But I think like the big burly guy seemed white with dirt on his face. How about the prime minister? Yeah. He, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I'd have to look up his name. He at least seemed more in line than the the big burly dude who just seemed like a yeah. big burly white guy with yeah. you know, dirt on his face. Um, so yeah, so after, I mean, I guess it's no really easy way to transition out of how, no. how does this movie handle, handle. culture, but um, <laughs> pretty much and, after this we get, and then it's just over. Yeah. Like we get it, back to the village. They give the stone back. The guy says, Hey, we knew you were coming back because our crops are back and you can see the water wheel going. The water's yep. returned to the village. Everything's fine again. And then we get the almost kiss and the elephant, you know, the elephant call back of, no, I don't make out. I'm squirting you with water. And then we get the actual kiss and short rounds covering his eyes. and The whip around the waist is pretty hot. Mm-hmm. Pulls her back in. Yeah. So what did you guys think of the, the wrap-up, the kind of almost epilogue aspect to it? Did you Would you have preferred a different one? Did, were you okay seemed, with this? It seemed right in line with what I was, ex- what I was expecting, you know? Yeah. yeah. She, she plays this whole role of, I'm never going to see you again. This was the worst thing ever. And mm-hmm. he's like, all right, come here, babe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was it. <laughs> I, going back to Missouri. Yeah. Yeah, this, I, like, thinking about the way this movie ends versus the way Raiders ends, though, just, like, you know, Raiders is so dark right. and twisted. Like, that's it's a, such that's a, a good, a good, I'm like, just you're, like, put your, and you're left thinking, 
Oh my yeah. god, what? And this has much more, even though this is the movie that's darker in tone, it's scarier. It's wrapped up in a bow that's very, yeah. you know, traditional happy ending. Right. Which... No, that's that's a good way to look at it, Birch. I, I didn't I didn't think of it like that. The end of Raiders is very much like a a head scratcher. It's like, well, w- wait a minute, this is the end. What's going on? What's this warehouse? What's what's happening? Yeah. And that's what why are they telling us? Where, yeah. yeah. Whereas this is very much like, okay, it's over. Yeah, like, that's probably I get why it. the other one sticks with you more. It's another reason why the first one's better because that ending makes you think and I love, yeah, the, waiting the, for I something else. I love that else. ending so much. Yeah. yeah. The music and everything is great. Did, Where this when one the credits a... rolled and you guys were like, what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it does eventually cue the Indiana Jones music. It doesn't just stay with like that ominous sort of... When they arc. kiss. When they kiss is when the, the score... No, no, I'm talking, I'm talking to Raiders. Oh, okay. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I it's like so. it doesn't they just keep with the... It's like, wait a minute. And it's like it's keep that ominous sort of you mm-hmm. know arc theme. They kind of just... That fades out and then all of a sudden you get the same Indiana Jones theme. Yeah. And this one it's just kiss theme... Confetti. Right. Out confetti, of nowhere yeah, somewhere. Confetti, yeah, right. <laughs> More like a elephant water. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah. So, that was that was Temple of Doom. How do you guys feel now discussing it? Do you feel any different than when we first came out of it? What are your kind of thoughts? And are, are, we pla- are you able to place this one versus the other one yet? Place it as far as which I prefer? Yeah, so far. I, we'll do this after each of the movies and kind of see if you can put it in order, if you need to sit on it a bit more. Like, kind of, Now that we've talked about it and kind of fleshed out your feelings, where do you think this ranks for you in terms of, are you still, do you still enjoy it? Is it middle of the road for you? What are you kind of thinking? So, um, you know, I'm glad we had this therapy session to talk about it. <laughs> um, because it definitely sort of shed some new lights and new perspectives on it. Mm-hmm. Um you know, ju- like just in the last second, that whole the whole the difference in the endings that you brought up. Like I didn't even think of quite about that. That's a very stark contrast between the two movies. Yeah, like off the rip, just off the cuff, real quick. I think I prefer the first one definitely, but it's they're two very different movies in a certain sort of way. Like yes, they both have Indiana Jones, and yes, he's like sort of finding these relics and you know doing his thing. But they're 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 very di- the first one almost had this sort of like jovial feel throughout the whole thing. Like mm-hmm. even though he gets into these, you know, scraps and the fights and the snake pit and yada, yada, yada. It sort of had this very jovial, lighthearted feel to it where this definitely had that, those other undertones to it. Yeah, because um, he's obviously in peril in the first one. But right. Like, it always feels... There, but, yeah, but it always but it feels... feels like out of hand, exactly. It just feels like he's yeah. going to rise yeah. to the occasion. and Yeah, and the supernatural is, in the first one, is just simmering below the surface. It's mm-hmm. never out there, out front, like... Oh my god, that what I just witnessed a crazy like human sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, I guess like like I said, off the cuff, I think I prefer the first one, but I don't think the second one is like terribly far behind. I wouldn't I wouldn't say like I have you know, I think you guys mentioned some people sort of uh, you know, hate this movie or, or don't really look kindly upon it, however you want to phrase it, but yeah, like it, it was a different sort of flick, but I, I don't, you know, turn my nose at it necessarily. So Okay, Zach, what about you? Yeah, um I don't wanna go on record ranking them yet. Okay. Maybe after seeing the third, definitely after letting it settle for a while. Okay. But um I like Eddie, I think there's a lot of fun moments in this movie, so I do like it. Uh, it definitely has a place in the trilogy. Yeah, sort of a weird dichotomy in a sort of way because even though the first one, like I said, felt more like jovial to me, I think there was some more 
comedic relief in this one that yeah. hit me harder. Specifically, that hand going through the wall. Yeah. <laughs> shaking the fist. Shit. I love that. What does he I... say when he shakes the fist? Do it now! Yeah. <laughs> like, I love that. Yeah. And the fist couldn't be any more clenching. His fingers would be popping through yeah. the other side of the hand. I think, yeah. I think that's why, why I don't want to say yet which one I like better, because some of these moments are really memorable and really funny. Yeah. And, uh, and I think if you guys, well, I think you guys have already pretty much said you will stick around for the third, the third one that you will have a better understanding of the status of of the second one in people's life, like what they think of in the scheme yeah. of all the other okay. movies. Well, yeah, we've touched on it a little bit in terms of the the feel and the tones and things like that. But I think once you guys have the complete picture, to your point, Zach, it'll probably be a little bit easier to start ranking them yeah. and putting them in a, in another order for yourselves. Uh, the one thing I want to ask of all of you, though, before we kind of wrap this up, is how did you feel doing the the VHS copy? This is our first yeah, movie gonna, on the I show was, that we've done. That. Oh, really? A retro, yeah, everything else has been streaming or Blu-ray. This was the first one where we went back and went to the, the format to which it was intended to a certain extent. Uh, what did you guys think of the VHS I'm happy we went this route personally. Okay. Um, yeah. I was I was dis I don't want to use the word disappointed, but I wasn't thrilled with uh, the you know 4K upscaled or whatever word you want to put there with the first one we watched. It's, it's so prevalent, like you just see it in everything, like the contrast and the way certain things pop, and um, it, it distracted me in the first one because it's like I know this isn't how this isn't the movie, like this is something yeah. else. I mean, um, to be fair, it would have been created to see on a big screen in a theater, and yeah. it would have looked better than the VHS version where you're compressing it down to fit in a tape and you're cutting the edges off. And, then, well, and, they're, and, they're, and they're cleaning up the film grain in it and all the other stuff. Here you're seeing all the artifacts and shit mm-hmm. that you would yeah. see on an actual and film. I, 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 and for what it is, I like that. I don't know exactly what it is. I don't know if it's a nostalgic thing because, like, as a kid, that's what I grew up seeing or, yeah. you know, exactly where – I don't know where to put my thoughts. I get it. A warm feeling watching shit. Exactly. Like, yeah. like I, 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 I enjoy that. And it was, it was sort of weird. At first, like the first, you know, 30 seconds, the first 90 seconds, whatever, it was a little like, you know, it's been a while since I watched a movie in this format. Mm-hmm. So it was a little. So it was like, like an old YouTube video. Right. Yeah. But as soon as I got like three or four minutes of the film, it was like, it wasn't even a thought in my brain about the quality of yeah, it. Yeah, I was really. going to say it was seamless. I didn't even think about it or notice that we were watching on a different format. Yeah. The most thrilling aspect for me was when I realized, Adam, that the reason the movie wasn't playing is because you had to actually go up and press play <laughs> on the VCR as you would have back yeah. in the day yeah. because yeah. you absolutely would lose your remote right. and not have it anymore. It's downstairs. I get these new batteries. It needs to be reprogrammed or something. Yeah. But it was just, just as easy to go press play. Stand up, but yeah, you, like you, the, you hit play, the, the play sound. head symbol pops up, you hear like the engines turning, it's, the, yeah. the, 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 it's like hi fi, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like playing yeah. a record. We had to rewind it after, yeah, yeah. you get some of the little bit of the tracking right in the middle, it sounds a little bit off, the audio sounds off just for a hot second, and then yeah. it goes right back to it, yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's down. like uh, again, it's like records, like even like listening to like a fire crackling, it just it's, it's a warm feeling, yeah. yeah. So, we'll definitely do this then because I think. Johnny said it already, and you guys have hinted at it. You'll you'll be back for for number three, correct? Fine, I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> it's too early. We have to do the pre-show. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but you guys, Eddie? Yeah, yeah, certainly. Okay. Uh, and because, well, I don't know if we want to get to that. So, I was going to say that there is something I think I kind of know about the third okay. movie that yeah, already we'll, appeals to me. We so will, we'll, we will yeah. save okay. that. We'll, so we'll, we'll move along from that. Yeah, we'll get to that, and we'll uh, we'll break that one out on VHS as well. Uh, and so we'll keep this kind of this retro train rolling for you guys. 
But uh, is there anything else anybody wants to, to get out there then before we take it home? No. Love the movie. Always will. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, Eddie, thank you so much for coming back. Zach, thank you so much for joining us again. This has been fun. We will do this again for uh, the third movie in this franchise. So we'll have you guys back in another couple of weeks, and we'll we'll see where that one goes for you. All right. I look forward to it. Sounds good. Cool. All right. Well, then that'll do it for this week's episode of Fine I'll Watch It. Remember, you can find every episode of Fine I'll Watch It every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. Make sure to let us know what you think of The Temple of Doom. Where does this rank for you in terms of the Indiana Jones movies? You can let us know on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. But once again, for Fine I'll Watch It, my name is Adam. I'm Bridget. And I'm Johnny. And thanks so much for listening. 